0: Mom. No, I'll be there, babe. No, I'm coming. I just got to... No, I was going to do something to... Is it okay if I do this tonight? It's just one night. You're the same, babe.
1: That's why
0: I love you. You're the best. Thank you so much. I love you. All right, I'm going to do a, a little band. Oh, we're going, babe. We're live. We're live, baby.
1: And You know what that means It's time baby Let's bring them
0: in One by one Firebrand Media YouTube Band member crazy Why do you do this man? You just kill the vibe every time Yay Alright let's bring in somebody who's actually going to be hyped For what we got going on tonight You've seen him on Badlands You've seen him at the Gateway Pundit You've seen him in Florida floating around somewhere. It's everybody's favorite. can Yeah, buddy. Come on, baby. Loosen up, bro. Come on, man.
2: <laughs> no, baby. like, yeah, I'm not
1: doing that. All <laughs> <laughs> my just got fired. You guys are celebrating? <laughs> A lot of people are. Okay,
0: another Florida native. You've seen him all over the internet. Dude is blowing up as an independent journalist, blowing up his house with two kids now, not just one, he's the ginger you know you all know and love, the wonderful, the lovely, Mr. Nick Moseed-er. What up, buddy? What's happening, man? The boys are back. Oh, we are back, baby. And if we had one more here, if he were on time, we'd be introducing the man from the north, Mr. YouTube himself. Mr. Neil Johnson, but uh, he just likes to be or late tonight. Listen, we gotta let this drop. Here we go.
1: Band reunion.
3: It's busy, man, you're still on the like, it's like your image is
0: everything. Huh? Hey, I sniped this from YouTube, man. All right, all right, guys. Well, let's let's get this out of here. let's get this out of here. You gotta bring it down slow. All right, you guys are ready. I know. Why is gonna, why is the hard.
2: boys are back in town? Not our intro. It's
0: true. I should have that. You're right. Damn it! Fail. It's like
2: the perfect setup. Come on. I Marcus. know. But you well, always go all out. I feel like you playing these intros like a week in advance. Okay. <laughs> Never
4: know who in here really a girl in a man's body, Brian. Who is? <laughs> I'm a girl in a man's body. 2020. No no, it was it was one of those jokes. No, I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. like you can't just call it. The boys are back in town because we don't know who in here could be a boy. I, I, I'm pretty
2: sure I know how everybody identifies here.
0: How about that? Yeah, but we're we past go. that. Right, I know. Maybe next, know. Time, maybe oh, next no. time. Oh no! Perfect time. Here he is, Steel Jackson! Where's the man?
5: I'm I'm on my phone, man. My. My Wi-Fi
0: working. You got to get that uh, Starlink, buddy. You got to get the Starlink up
4: there. Right. Neil, man. Hey, you good? You've been bugling too much, man. You're mad. Neil <laughs> <laughs> was uh, teaching me how to Google. And I, I got to tell you, man. Oof, I got I to gotta be out in the mountains. How how were the mountains, Neil? They were good. They were good. I, uh, I just love it out
5: there. I mean, I can't get enough of it. I'm uh, ready to go back already, so. Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, I. I should. I. I thought I. I was going to share because I had some pictures, and then I was going to share them, but I can't get my computer up, so maybe I can text them to you, Marcus. But then I'd have to yeah. get out of here. So it's. Just, well, you, yeah. you work
0: on. You work on your Starlink connection with that computer. See if we can get a, <laughs> a better <laughs> one going.
5: Dude, Uh-oh. it's
0: so good to see everybody. The boys are back. Julie Green, obviously, she's do, off doing her thing. We miss her. We love her. We wish she was here with us. She's kicked ass. Uh, yeah, she is. She's got a whole following, man. She's been doing some work. Yeah.
3: I ran into them and uh I ran into her and her husband in um Miami uh about six months ago at the Reawaken tour. That was really good to see her and and uh yeah, she's she's kicking ass, man.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're all here and it's a slow day in the news. You know, there's not much going on. And listen, we we missed everybody and everybody we just wanted to hang out again because Man, what – I mean, I don't even remember when the last time we had a band reunion was, but the whole world has pretty much been turned upside down, then flipped back normal, and now is doing some sort of Joe Biden dementia diagonal walk for some – for some strange – we don't even know where the world's going right now. But it's been a crazy time, and I'm excited to hear everything. with party's out. (laughs) Whoa, what? 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 (laughs) It looks like it's been –
3: Guys, it looks like it's been over a year. It looks like the last one no. was on July twenty eighth. No kidding.
0: Are
4: you wow. serious? That's pathetic. What do you mean this year though?
3: No, last year.
2: Band reunion?
3: Yeah, I'm looking online right now. July twenty eighth. Looks like the most recent nah. band reunion.
0: So a year
4: and three months?
2: Bro. That's that doesn't sound right.
4: I know it's it's because let us be honest let's just release the reason Brian stole my girl man that's what happened
2: Whoa whoa
4: breaking news <laughs> <laughs> Brian with his bald magnificent magnificent forehead shinier it's just oil man that's what it is
0: oil It's angel paste. Yeah,
4: stole my girl that's what happened. <laughs> I finally found a wife and he stole her.
0: No hold on we're gonna need an explanation. <laughs> who who is this girl that he stole from you?
4: Exactly explain Brian.
0: Poppy Angel Pace, Angel Pace promo code Badlands,
3: uh, getting get, get the free shameless plug there for Patrick Gunnels. I don't know who my girl is. Who's my it girl? Was Poppy Harlow, man.
4: I was in who? love with her. Poppy Harlow, remember this? Oh. And yeah, you absolutely took her from me.
3: I'm sorry. I'm I'm um, really sorry, dude. I, I I apologize. Um, this is news to me. This is news to me, but hey, it's all good. So he he's talking about Poppy Harlow was really holding her feet to the fire on uh the the governor in, out there in New Mexico uh, on CNN of all places. She's a CNN morning commentator, and uh, I was covering her, and I guess somehow that means that like I'm now uh, intimately involved with her. Apparently, yeah,
4: yeah. that's what it is. That true.
3: is not true, by the way. That is not true. Just getting that out. Yeah, yeah. happily married.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say your wife's probably not too uh, not no, too happy no. to hear all this. No,
6: no. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, it's used to hurt too. So let's since it's been that long, and those of you who don't know us, welcome aboard. This is the band reunion. Everybody, pretty much in this room, is at least one time or multiple times. Nick, probably the most out of all of us, been banned from YouTube and all the mainstream platforms. Nick, man, you were a trooper there for a long time, dude. You just kept going back. It was like a relationship that you didn't want, or that didn't want you, but you desperately wanted it, and so you just kept trying.
2: I went all the way to. A sock puppet account. I had I, three, three to I, right that. I said, Karen. I was covering the audit still. I said, Karen fan, I'm coming for you. I'm gonna expose you. <laughs> <laughs> and they caught me on that one too. I had a uh, Nico Savin where I just, uh, I, just had my, <laughs> I just had my feet on the table. I tried Nick Woke Cedar. I thought maybe if I went with the woke agenda, and uh, you had rainbow hair and stuff. They would, they would think that I converted to their side and let me, you know, stay on the platform. That didn't work. So yeah, I think I hold the record, maybe fifteen times being banned off YouTube.
0: You know what? You can't. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, Nick. That's what I'm. That's what hey, I'm saying. i try. I tried. I tried. So Nick, let's
2: let's
4: do a quick like it? off of Twitter for just <laughs> <laughs> changing. His, <laughs> he changed his name and got banned. No, you set me up. I set you up. yeah. You set me be- up.
2: Doug Naple was right,
0: man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Damn. <laughs> That's inside baseball, folks. That goes way back. That Yeah,
2: one. yeah, yeah. We won't get into that one. But he said <laughs> we were just going back and forth making funny uh, QAnon and stuff. And I, we were saying, like, you know, <laughs> uh, Patriots in control and whatever, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So I changed my handle. Uh, nick moseter where we go one we go all and within <laughs> 2 seconds the algorithm or whatever the ai you know i guess you just, you can't say anything related to q all so right. just by making that my handle in 2 seconds i was banned is this the elon musk x or is this twitter Nah, and- this was jack
0: off whatever his name is whoa oh this is rumble we can say whatever
5: yo rock baby you'll
0: you'll, rock. oh yeah yo Roth. yeah We really <laughs> love you so quick so round it's a ra- pedophile Quick round the table update. Let's give life updates. Nick, we'll start with you since people now have been hearing about your band from YouTube. Where are you, where are you at now? What, what's going on in your life? Yeah, so I,
2: I started trying to fire up a, a Substack, which I I've had for a while, but I've changed up my media model. Um, I got another baby on the way. I'm you know I'm taking on another full time job, and this is just really hard to balance. So uh, I'm I'm on Substack. I'm going to start posting like exclusive content over there. As well as keep doing the same thing on Rumble. Uh, I'm gonna try to post like videos to Rumble, Telegram, Twitter, Substack, and just try to expand my reach because it's been getting pretty frustrating just being real stagnant. And uh, you know, like Behizy and I have talked about this before. There was a time when we could invite like Garland Favrito on the show, and they needed help with their lawsuit, or they needed to get something out there, or they needed donations because they were bleeding funds. And we could get like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars raised for them in a heartbeat, Matt DiPerno and stuff like that. And uh, you know, so it's not just it's not just we're not getting the views, but the ability to affect change. Um, you know, so I'm trying to just change things up a little bit and see how that goes. That's that's what I'm up to.
0: Uh, this fight has been (laughs) this fight has taken so many turns twists and turns from 2020 until now it's been nuts i mean the the guy you're probably sick of seeing and hearing about is way on way on this side brian brian lupo brian what are you doing right now what's going on with you
3: so i am at badlands media i do a a show every morning at 10 a.m eastern called badlands daily i've got revolving a uh, revolving panel of, of guest hosts. Uh, all of them are absolutely fantastic. Patriots, great contributors. Uh, we, we cover daily news for about an hour and a half, two hours every morning. Uh, then on Tuesdays at 5 PM, we do an episode, a show called why we vote with Ash in America from Colorado. Uh, on Thursdays, I do a podcast called sit rep with uh, alpha warrior, which is always an interesting show because we've got uh, some great uh, veterans out there who are, you know, still active in this fight. Uh, still writing for Gateway Pundit. Been, it's been a little over a year now for that. And uh, just really excited, man. It's 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 awesome to see how this is uh, growing. You know, this alternative media segment right here is, is really, really growing. So, you know, maybe we can put something together where we do something like this maybe once a month or maybe once a week or something like that. I'm sure the people would love it.
0: I, I think right here, Elon Elon Musk on the 28th. He's been pushing this hard, says, please encourage more citizen journalism. You can do live. You can go live easily from your phone. More on the ground reporting from regular citizens will change the world. And that's right when he went down to the border and started doing his own work down there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this the richest man in the world who owns one of the biggest, if not the biggest platform in the world is basically saying the mainstream media is toast and we need more people out there. Amen. That's that's been awesome to see him do it. Uh, George, what have you been up to, bro?
4: Oh, as you know, is always very, very busy watching Brian's shows because you know I got I keep track, man. I got to keep track on everything. I got I, I recently created a very important thing called Substack to watch Nick's show and read his articles and steal his tweets and post them on Twitter. <laughs> so I've been busy, and I've also been busy trying to fight this page on Twitter called Leading Report, which they're taking every they're taking old stories from three years ago and breaking. And whenever I tweet something that's new, they'll take it word for word and then take out a different word and put it in there. So I've been fighting them, fighting the, you know, the deep state and all. And <laughs> yeah, man. I, I also just recently achieved um, a level in chess that none of you can support. <laughs> ah, you're, dude, you're
3: 0-2 against me. I don't want to hear that.
4: <laughs> I, that. That was that was back when I was a young man. Now I'm a mature man. Neil Johnson knows about that. You you know so old, wise men like us, we understand chess. We understand life strategy. My ELO is sure. at a level never before seen. I would destroy and obliterate everyone in here. I could play games against all of you at the same time, and I would beat you. So I am excelling
0: at chess. Is that like a level ranking that you're at or something, or is this just a... No, oh, no,
4: I'm actually playing at a pretty decent level, like okay. 1800 level, which is... Getting like, close to chess mastery.
0: Are you serious? You're eighteen
4: hundred. I'm playing at an eighteen hundred level. No, no, no. Like you're pl- no, no, you're no, no, playing, playing people you're... who are to eighteen hundred. What, is your, so what is your level? What is your level? analyze my games. Well, first of all, it's close to twelve hundred.
2: Okay, that's my, decent.
4: It, well, no, not decent. What's more decent is me playing at an eighteen hundred level, <laughs> which means my games are high IQ. Elon, you know, you know over we're Neil, Neil Neil's over here like, yeah, I get it, I get it, I understand. <laughs>
0: Uh, Neil what have you been up to bro you've been uh you've been doing some shows this summer what else has been going on
5: uh you know I just got back from Montana it's uh you know elk hunting just absolutely love it um it uh it was a little disappointing though I'll be honest I mean I saw one big bull and uh you know that one herd, that one day I, I did not see a lot of elk this year which I'm not used to uh it was a little humbling uh you know, and, uh, I'm going to head back out there. I think I'm going to have to take a gun. That's, <laughs> that's what I think it's come down to. <laughs> uh, I mean, the bow hunting as much as I love it. I mean, I think I'm going to need to go back with a gun, but, uh, anyways, so that's, uh, no, the, the you know, the, the kids, uh, you know, watching them grow up, my, my, my three oldest were, uh, are all out uh, in wildland firefighting right now. Um, so it's kind of cool. I, my one is actually testing for, I think he's going to be type one which is hot shots uh so he'll be initial attack on fires my other one is uh he's a forester here in minnesota so then he gets sent on assignment out west and does fire in here and my daughter uh rebecca actually was working uh dispatch for wildland fire uh this year so anyways but yeah i had a good summer of art shows uh did my art shows and that was good and uh yeah, I mean, I'll probably uh, be uh, getting back into more podcasting here. It's kind of exciting. Speaker McCarthy got. I mean, I, I'm just—I've got a podcast just because of that story alone. Because I remember, and you guys, I mean, if you if you saw any of my, I, I covered the Speaker uh, McCarthy, uh, vote back then uh, ad nauseum, and I said at the time because people were like, you know, freaking out, no McCarthy, no McCarthy, no McCarthy, and I said, yeah, no McCarthy. I said, but here's the problem. I said, if Matt Gates, Chip Roy, and these guys set out these terms and he agrees to them, then they look like the snakes if they don't sign on, which eventually he did. And they did. But now McCarthy looks like the snake because he didn't honor the agreement. So now they can oust him. And it, it kind of I don't want to look, guys, I know that it had to be this way, but it actually did have to be this way. If they were going to set forth an agreement like that and then McCarthy signed on to it. They had to let him not honor that agreement before they could get rid of him, and he has proven to be absolutely a turd. Uh, you know, no serious uh, pursuit of a Biden impeachment, uh, no real serious investigations. Where's our J six footage? I could go on. I mean, no, no single line uh, votes. I mean, it just you know backroom deals with Biden. I mean, it, McCarthy's been pathetic. Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited.
2: I, I actually found a quote directly after um McCarthy was elected speaker where he said quote our very first bill will repeal the funding of uh, for eighty seven thousand new IRS agents. Yes. Like that was straight out of his mouth. He said that to the media. Where's mm-hmm. that? Well uh, remember
3: we had to we had to settle for I think like two percent. Remember he came out and he's like well we can't we can't defund eighty seven thousand but we did two percent of that so sixteen hundred of them are, are no longer funded. Like that was some big accomplishment uh, Matt Gates has been on fire, guys. Like Matt Gates, you know, he came out. He's been on the podcast circuit the last couple of weeks. Um, he did an excellent podcast on on TimCast uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, um, where he was outlining the continuing resolution. I learned a lot watching that. You know, I didn't realize that we've been dealing with these continuing resolutions for almost two decades now, going back to to the late nineties. That basically, uh, so a continuing resolution for those that don't know is nothing more than basically spending uh, the same amount as the previous uh, 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 appropriations bill. So you're not really doing anything to change anything. Um, and as you guys know, through COVID, <clears throat> the federal government grew by about 40%. So we, we pulled back a little bit from that, but not much, not to where we should be. And, uh, you know, that was part of the whole gripe on January 7th, 2023, is that we need single appropriations bills. We're not going to pass these omnibus bills anymore with 5,000 pages that you have 24 hours to read or whatever it may be. And he got it done. A lot of people didn't think he'd do it. In fact, I didn't think I thought it was this was going to be a notional thing like, you know, hey, we're, we're lighting the fire under your feet. No, he lit the he lit his his slacks on fire and let it just rise up, man. I'm, I'm proud
0: of Matt Gates today. And did you see the interview with him and Maria Bartiromo? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he lit her on fire. I mean, everything not only was fact-checked in real time with biting comments, but not condescending, and he had, he had factual information to back up everything that she said. She was so flustered at a certain point. He's like, listen, I let you talk. Can you let me talk? She kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 I can do that. And she had to, like, gather herself. And this is – Listen, I love Marita Bart- Bartiromo. I think she's a fantastic uh, journalist. She's been fighting very hard in place of Lou Dobbs, who got kicked off, and Tucker, who's been kicked off. She's not nearly to their level uh, of, you know, uh, of notoriety, but she's big. And the fact that she was that upset just made a lot of people question, like, what in the world is really going on here? Why in the world? She, And she had mentioned it in the interview. She said, we just had Speaker McCarthy on a week ago. And it's like these people have become friends. They form relationships in the media with these personalities. And all of a sudden, if somebody comes against them, it's like a personal attack. And Matt Gaetz has been saying since the beginning, this has nothing to do. I mean, he says it right here. I don't feel pressure from conservatives or Democrats. I feel the judgment of history. I mean, this is is speech coming from a potential future governor, hopefully a potential future candidate for higher office. I mean- George, what do you think about what's what Matt Gates is doing right now with his with his uh, vacation mm-hmm. of, of, of the sea?
4: Well, he is a firebrand, you know, firebrand media. Uh, I see I what you did there. <laughs> no, seriously, I thought I thought the weirder thing was all these rhinos coming out. I stand with Kevin McCarthy. Like, what is McCarthy? Does he have nudes on these guys? Hey, no, He's, it's it, they're worried about their gravy train, baby. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a that's a good point. So look. Kevin McCarthy is respected in this party for a specific reason. He's able to gather money from all these corporations and then share it out. He basically owns these guys. He owns their campaigns. He's the reason they got elected. So they feel this incredible, incredible loyalty towards him because without him, they wouldn't be there. That's why, against all common sense, they'll come out and be like, McCarthy has been fighting the Biden administration. This dude bends over like Pride Festival. What are we talking about? I have not seen a single instance where he stood against this, these people. He bends over, man.
5: My God, George.
4: I mean, hey. this, is, this is the kind of commentary,
5: I mean, that's just yeah. so George.
0: I love it. But this is where, like, he's right, though. This is where, like, Chip Roy, Thomas Massey, even Lauren Boebert made a comment about not wanting to vote for it today, although I don't know if that's uh, – I haven't read the, the full statement on what she made uh, and on her vote. But these are the type of people that obviously have voted or have nominated uh, or endorsed, rather, uh, Ron DeSantis, Massey, and Chip Roy, and some others in the GOP. And this is, I, this is anybody who has any grassroots – connections at all or or wants the grassroots to succeed or has the people's ear knows that the people are i mean you can just see it in some of the major po- major people on twitter and their posts and how like excited they are just for this i mean this is this is where people have to understand that there's a disconnect and there always has been but right now it's becoming palpable the disconnect between the higher ups the people who represent us represent us and the people who actually want No change
5: See, because that is what they think of themselves as the higher ups. And therein lies the entire problem. That's the entire problem summed up when you said higher ups. That's the problem. I I, I, and I I mean that with all sincerity. I mean, when they when they have lost their connection, look, I've got friends in the Minnesota legislature. Right. And I talked to them and I, I told one he'd been he's been in there 10 years. I said, get out, get out now. I said, it is affecting your thinking. I can already see it. I said, you're 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 great. You're conservative, all that kind of stuff. But honestly, it is beginning to affect your thinking. And it, it and how it affects their thinking is just like you were talking about there with uh, McCarthy. Uh, they start kind of rallying around these people because they just feel that's how things are done. That's how government works. That's how you, you you negotiate and come to compromise. But the problem is, the compromise isn't... See, and Marcus, we've talked about this before. Democrats are hitting home runs. Republicans are playing small ball. It is all the time because they are worried about the press clippings. They are worried about what leadership says about them. All that. Yeah. And for one, you've got somebody who doesn't give a rat's ass. And then Matt Gates. I just love it. Yeah,
2: yeah people yeah. have been... been... I'm getting an echo, Marcus. I think it's coming from Marcus.
0: For I don't think so. I think we're good now.
2: Um, yeah, people have been calling Matt Gates a crybaby, saying he's throwing temper tantrums. They're saying that he's creating chaos, and they also said uh, that the House Freedom Caucus was creating chaos in the first place when they refused to vote for Kevin yes. McCarthy without concessions. But Boom. Matt Gates had a really good response to that on Twitter, if you, if you don't mind me pulling this up real quick. Um, go ahead, man. Yeah, his. so he says – I, I don't think voting against Speaker McCarthy is chaos. I think thirty-three trillion in debt is chaos. I think not passing single subject spending bills is chaos. I think being governed by continuing resolutions and omnibus bills is chaos. Chaos is somebody we cannot trust with their word. That's why wow. I've moved to vacate the chair. Wow. And 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 these establishment shills think that people really like like everybody's siding with Matt Gates on this. Like, like this. This whole the 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 way that they try to lecture us as if you know Republicans just need to be more unified. No, 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 no. We don't want to unify with the Uniparty. You know, like what do we gain from that? What do we gain from the people in the House Freedom Caucus and the MAGA conservatives uniting with the establishment? Mm. I mean, so uh,
5: Nick. I had to say something on that because I do believe and you guys hear me on this. I do believe that showing some part of unity is actually good, but, but here's, here's how, here's how I do that. And, and I guess, uh, so, you know, I'm not going to sit there and run around and badmouth every Republican. I don't agree with, but when it comes time for something like this, where you can make a vote, then it's, you gotta lay it all on the table, man. You know, it, it's like I don't need to go around blasting uh, people unless, you know, they're they're complete hacks like McConnell and stuff. I mean, they're actually liberals. I mean, let's just be real about it. You know, and McCarthy well, has proved to be that as well. But does that make sense to you guys? Like, because I'm not. Gonna yes. Agree with but
2: but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of just more or less trying to make a case for Matt Gates in his defense, because uh, and a, and like McCarthy, you know, this guy, the, the reason that the House Freedom Caucus members. They finally, after like fifteen failed votes, elected Kevin McCarthy was because of these concessions that he allegedly made. You know, don't raise the debt ceiling, release the Jan six tapes, defund the i r s agents uh you know impeach Ray and Garland and Mayorkas and Biden. These are things that he agreed to, and that's how he got their vote. so he didn't deliver on a single one of those things. instead, he cut secret deals with the Democrats, you know with 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 Joe Biden. Uh, funding the Ukraine war, you know, billions of dollars to Ukraine. That's all he's done in the past year. So yeah. everything that he agreed to, yeah. he failed to deliver. He broke all of his promises and Matt Gates is all that he's doing is holding him to his word. Yeah. Yes. Brian,
0: mm-hmm. you,
5: I heard you, I, mean, I just I just mean from a general standpoint. I, I'm not speaking No, I I, really
2: I understand. It. I'm I'm just I was trying to make a case for Matt Gates, but I do see the bigger picture uh in what you're saying, Neil. Yeah, from, 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 from.
0: Brian, you have your screen uh, shareable. Did you want to show something here? Yeah, I want to show a video real quick.
3: Uh, it's about a minute 30 long. Um, okay. and, and I want you guys to really focus at towards the end of this, about the last 20 or 30 seconds. Uh, as soon as you get this pulled up, I'll go ahead and click play on this. And it's Matt Gates on the floor uh, after – or, excuse me, before the vote, I believe. This was before the vote. Check this out. The gentleman
4: from Florida.
1: My colleague says we passed the strongest border – bills in history. Well, guess what? Look at the border right now. We didn't use sufficient leverage in the debt limit or in any other thing to actually get results on the border. The border is a disaster, really something I don't think you're going to be campaigning on that you fixed the border. Second, you said you streamlined regulations. What the gentleman from Louisiana doesn't tell you is that all of the regulatory reform he was just bragging about is waivable by the stroke of a pen of someone in the Biden White House. Do you really think you've got anything for that? It's a total joke. And then finally, the welfare to work that the gentleman from Louisiana said we got. The welfare programs that they said that they streamlined with their welfare to work stuff, they're actually going to grow. Because while they did work requirements, they blew out those programs with expanded eligibility. I'm real glad you guys didn't put work requirements on Medicaid. It probably would have resulted in Medicaid expansion. And to have those money. I take no lecture on asking patriotic Americans to weigh in and contribute to this fight from those who would grovel and bend knee for the lobbyists and special interests who own our leadership, who have... Oh, boo! All you want, who have followed out this town and have borrowed against the future of our future generations. I'll be happy to fund my political operation through the work of hardworking Americans, ten and twenty and thirty dollars at a time. And you all keep showing up at the lobbyist fundraisers and see how that goes for you. I reserve. Boo! Bang! Hey, man!
2: I've never, man.
4: Ooh, I've I've never felt, felt more gay in my life, man. <laughs>
2: Matter. I don't know why you feel gay, man. I feel like donating to Matt Gates, <laughs> and I don't do that often. I don't, I, I, you know, I contribute to like the grassroots organizations and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Uh, I don't really make a lot of political contributions, but hey, man, if there was anybody I was going
0: to give a little money to, it'd be Matt Gates. You want to see the? though. No, that's your guy. The yeah. political, the political outfall from this. Check this out. <laughs> New acting House Speaker after it happens. Chair declares House recess, subject to the call of the chair. Ooh. <laughs> Massive
3: cockroach running across the, the desk right there, the lectern. Chair declares the
5: house and recess
2: subject to the. Hey, call. let me let just say, you can't, I don't care how hard you bang that gavel, you can't look tough in that bow tie. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they should have just made me acting speaker. I got one right here. <laughs> there. There you go. You, were you eating crabs? Huh? Crab, That's a little mallet crab, for breaking crab, crab legs, dude. Where, where, where'd you get That's that? That's what we bought this for. Ah.
3: Nick, Nick, you're from Florida. There's a fine distinction between crab and crabs. Hey, you know I'm not crabs. from Florida. I'm from Delaware, home of Joe Biden. Even more reason that you should know this from Delaware. You guys have more crab there than we have down here in Florida. Oh, word. You've got to know the difference,
2: bro. Wait, what are you saying? The difference between crabs and crab? Oh, boy. Yes. Crab. You- like crabs the, is the an FTV. The crustacean
3: crab is, 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 is plural and singular. You don't need to add an S. When you add an S, you're now getting into the fun stuff. All right, just, you guys are you know, mean, All right. right. I, do, I have a question. I learned
2: something new every day. I Flip that one, folks. I have a
4: question. What do you guys think about Trump? Like, he came out with a statement, didn't really say anything too, too big, but he basically said, Why are Republicans fighting each other when they could be fighting the Biden administration? So, what do you guys think Trump's head is going at right now? Do you think he's going to oh. endorse McCarthy for a second r- run or something? What, what's going on? Well, hey, let me jump
3: in. Let me jump in on this because Matt Gates was asked this question outside of the Capitol today, and uh, he said, "Based on my conversations with Donald Trump, uh, I haven't spoken to him since the vote. But based on my conversations with Donald Trump, I believe I'm doing the right thing, and that it's he approves."
5: Here's here's another thing too. You know, you know, it's funny uh, about that line of thinking is, and uh, I don't, you know, I I didn't see Trump's statement, but just I've heard that whole line of thinking from from other people. But by fighting Kevin McCarthy, you are fighting the Biden administration.
3: Yeah, agreed.
5: Uh, I mean, it's like he's the one doing backroom deals with the Biden administration. So by taking the fight to Kevin McCarthy, you're actually fighting the advancement of the Biden administration and the Biden regime and everything he wants to do. You know, I thought I, I thought this point on the border was perfect. What, are you going to go campaign on that, McCarthy? I mean, no way, because it sucks, and you're telling it better?
4: What? It's better. Wait, so who do you guys think would replace McCarthy?
2: McCarthy. No, 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 no. You guys missed the news. <laughs> McCarthy, uh, uh, according to Fox News, who, you know, they're saying this like it's uh, a, a fact. Yeah, McCarthy is not going to run again.
3: Yeah, tr- Congressman Troy Nails uh, put that out on Twitter as well. He said, Kevin McCarthy will not be running again as Speaker. And then he says, I nominate Donald J. Trump for Speaker of the House. That would be absolutely epic. Uh, but I, I personally, I think it'll be McCarthy again. He's not going to run because he, he he'd have to be nominated. So all wow. it takes is somebody to nominate him. And he'll be on the floor again. And, and look, I, I think Mike Pence actually came out and said the same thing, but I don't like Mike Pence's justification yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pence goes on to say, you know, justification is we got families that are struggling and blah, blah, blah. And yes, we do. So stop sending $113 billion over to frickin' Ukraine, you damn moron. Thank uh, you. but anyways, I, I do think it will be McCarthy again. Uh, and my reasoning, I, I think this was a shot over the bow. This was a warning to Kevin McCarthy that we can do this again. And we don't even need any GOP support. The Democrats are going to vote for it no matter what. So then we only need enough Republicans to make up the majority in, 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 uh, uh, you know, cohort cohorts with the, with the Democrats. And so this is a, uh, this could, I, I think we will see McCarthy again, and I think that this—I uh,
4: don't, don't think there's a way for him to come back and not be embarrassed by this entire thing. I mean, it took him 13 votes to finally make it in. Also, I—I I, don't—I don't think people like Matt Gates are going to want McC- McCarthy again. I think what they're going to do is get someone in that's basically McCarthy, just a lit version of him—McCarthy from Wish.com or the dollar store McCarthy, Steve Scalise,
2: Steve Scalise, yeah. yeah
4: get someone in like that. He's basically McCarthy. But he might appease people like Matt Gates. I think that's the direction because there's no way McCarthy, after all these embarrassments, I, w- I don't think he would accept the nomination <laughs> because it's embarrassing because he's not going to go through. He's not going to. He already got in the first speaker vote to vacate him. He lost. He lost. Yeah. He lost yeah. everything. So I don't think it's going to be him.
0: See, it, when first of all, when you have people like Nancy May, uh, Mace <laughs> making her case against the speakership, you know something's gone awry. But then second of all, this I think the frustration is when Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, who are, let's just call them what they are, communist light at this point, moving straight into communism and globalism. When they wanted to impeach a president for a perfect phone call, they didn't even ask for an inquiry. She went in front of the press and said, we don't need an inquiry into impeachment. We're just going to proceed with the impeachment itself. Not only does Kevin McCarthy not even think about that, he goes into ho- ho- creating committees for to investigate into an inquiry into an impeachment process. And this is the problem. And I'll use a, a local example up here in the Midwest. And this was the LAB audit for the 2020 election that was uh, held by a third-party uh, legislative audit bureau in Wisconsin that, Robert, or that uh, Robin Voss touted for months. He said, well, let's just let the investigation play out, right? Here's the lab. They're going to have an investigation. It's a third party bipartisan organization that's going to look at the ballots and take a look and see what went awry and where they can find uh, you know points to be fixed. Then when that didn't come out quick enough, then what happened? Created a special counsel with Michael Gableman, which ended up blowing up in his face. Who's now testifying with all the information that he found, evidence damning him, basically saying we need to decertify here in Wisconsin, right? So that blew up in his face. But what did it buy him? Time. 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 That's, that's it. it. That's all they freaking need is time. And we're at three years now. We're almost exactly one year away from the 2024 most consequential election in the United States of America's history, which we said in 2020. And look how that turned out. And we're still fiddling with ourselves from the GOP. What are we doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love everybody who's out there in the Freedom Caucus, Byron Donalds, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert. I don't care what she did. The, you know, the, uh, Matt Gates, Booby all this, all, all this stuff, right? But if this if this is the way we're going to handle things and just drag it on, if that's the new strategy, is to just you know play out the clock with some defensive play, so that all of a sudden now it's 2024, we're in a campaign season, and no one's going to care about it anymore. That's why the American people are pissed because there's nothing being done. And Matt Gates finally said, "Screw it, I'm going on the offensive. I might as well go all in at this point." He went all in, and here we are, and it worked. It,
5: who knows? Because I, I, I got to be honest. I mean, I got the news, but I haven't really seen how this all went down. Somebody's followed. Give me the breakdown on exactly how this all happened today.
3: 216 people said aye. 210 said nay. And he was removed.
4: 216 to
3: 210? 216
4: to 210. Seven okay. Republicans voted to remove, and they joined with the Democrats, and that's how this happened. Got it. Got it. Uh, eight. For I think this- it was Eight. It was eight. That man lost by more. <laughs> who, who idiot?
3: Uh, hold on. I'll pull it up real quick while you're doing that. Uh, Matt, I know hey, it was. I, uh, it was Gates. Oh, it was. Okay. Uh, hold on. It wasn't Bobert. I know that. No, it wasn't Bobert. It was uh. Bob right here.
2: It's uh Andy Biggs, Ken Buck, uh, Tim Burchett, Eli Crane, Warren Davidson, Matt Gates, Bob Good, Corey Mills, Nancy Mace, Matt Rosendale and uh Victoria Sparks.
4: So I was under the impression that Matt Rosendale was a rhino. Am I thinking of someone else?
3: Yeah, is Ro- definitely not a rhino. So who am I thinking of from,
4: from Montana that was a rhino?
3: It was uh well they don't have a rhino Are you thinking of um governor? No, who's the other sen they have they have a democrat a senator center. in Montana.
4: There's, so maybe I took John, John Tester
0: for or Matt Tester, Tester. I'm sorry. Sorry.
4: Mm,
0: okay. I love it like we're breaking it down like it's basketball or football lineups. Like, okay, who's the senator? Who's the senator from Montana? Did- oh, so- I, let
3: me let me just clarify something real quick, because a lot of people have this misconception, and I was not aware of this myself until about a week ago. Matt Gates is not a member of the Freedom Caucus.
2: Yeah, I heard him say that recently in an interview, and I wasn't he was he at any point? Yes, he was. And he left, and that's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, uh, there was no sort of announcement or yeah. reasoning, was there? Because we would know about that. That
3: might be a question somebody needs to ask him. But I was listening. Um, uh, I think it was actually on that Tim that Tim Pool interview that I was listening to, where he said, "I'm correction, I'm not a member of the Freedom Caucus."
0: That's Bart uh, He
3: said it on yeah. Bart Romo. Yeah, he said it on Bart Romo yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, and and everybody assumes that he is. In fact, on Badlands, one of our one of our hosts said that, and I I. I you know, I sent him a text off the off the side and I said, hey, uh, I don't think Gates is a member of the Freedom Caucus. And he sent me here's the lineup. And I said, yeah, but, you know, that was back in January of twenty twenty three. Uh, look at what's happened since then. And Gates is saying publicly, I'm not a member. And that's interesting why Gates is no longer a member of the Freedom Caucus. You know, there's there's a lot of people. Uh, You know, I was at an event out in your neck of the woods the other the other day over the weekend, uh, Nick. And one of the things I learned while I was out there talking with some of my people over there that i that I'm friends with um there's other west coast uh congressmen or congresswomen that uh are not who we think they are and Lauren
4: Bobert, yeah, we know she's a stripper,
3: no Lauren Bobert's in Colorado dude, I'm talking about Florida
4: oh the west I thought you meant like the country right? no no, no,
3: I'm sorry the west coast of Florida
4: oh okay no, no, no. it's uh, <laughs> Uh, th-
3: this, this Congresswoman happens to be a, a slightly more attractive Congresswoman. We'll just leave it at that. Oh, Anna Paul- okay. So
2: Anna Paulina Luna now we think we, she that's, is.
3: That's just what I'm heard. I heard. I mean, everything that she's done, I, I you know, I, 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 support everything that she's done so far is, is good stuff. She says the right things now, uh, well, saying the right things and doing the right things are two totally different things. Uh, thank you, support. Vivek.
4: Wait, isn't she a dude? No, no, no. no. Really? Not gonna, let me not ask that. So Listen,
0: this this is live right now, by the way. Oh shoot, he's not he's not done. But he said this was tweeted out almost 45 minutes ago. This was live until he just left. I will not seek to run again for Speaker of the House. I may have lost the vote today, but I fought for what I believe in, and I believe wait, in wait. America. It has been an honor. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if he says
3: he's not going to run again. You don't. He has to be nominated. Open, you, you don't openly run for Speaker. You're nominated. So if he's nominated, uh, you know. It doesn't honored. he have to accept?
4: Yeah, he's. He, it's going to be stupid if someone nominates a guy that says he's not running. But no, the, the comment Laura Loomer put in there, she's a great Jew, man. She put it in there like it's. It's actually a really funny comment. Watch it. She's like, you're not speaker anymore. Why are you still speaking? (laughs) Uh,
3: If you guys remember on January 7th, uh, Trump was nominated and he never accepted or or declined the offer. He was still voted on. So uh, they'll still be voted on. And, you know, I guess if McCarthy really doesn't want it, then he'll turn around and say, "Uh, I don't want it. But uh, I mean, until then, he's still going to be eligible to run. This guy gets my vote.
2: This is a way for McCarthy to just be, oh, they. I guess they want me so bad I'm not even running and they're nominating me and I'm getting all these votes. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe uh, this Henry guy with Mr. Bowtie might be
4: not so bad after all because he apparently ordered Nancy Pelosi to vacate her hideaway office by Wednesday. Hey, hey, he might be the guy. <laughs> hey, you,
0: you know what the other interesting aspect of this is, and I don't want to keep rehashing this, but there is one thing that Matt Gaetz said that... that Speaker McCarthy was holding up a subpoena to Hunter Biden. And it just Donald Trump Jr. was subpoenaed three times Mm. in 17 and 18 and beyond. And I I, this is what I don't understand. So from what I remember anyway, maybe my memory is failing me because I'm Joe Biden and I got dementia. But maybe when when he was trying to vie for the speakership, I remember Lauren Boebert coming out and saying Donald Trump had a I had a conversation with Donald Trump and he said, stop coming against Kevin McCarthy, let him become the Speaker of the House. Now, whatever strategy is there, I don't know. But if that's my if my memory serves me correctly, that's pretty much an endorsement to become the Speaker of the House. And then, you know, we saw his, his truth from earlier saying, you know, why are we fighting each other? Well, he knows better than anybody the swamp and how it can affect and infect everything it touches. But th- this is my question. Like, why, why in the world are we at a point now where this is becoming a – I know why the Democrats want the dissension and the and the contention in the in the House between the Demo- between the Republicans, but this is a this is we're fighting for life or death, and it seems like these are smaller issues on a grander scale of globalism and communism, right? But this is a huge deal in w- where the House could actually get some subpoenas from people like Hunter Biden and bring them u- under oath in front of people like Massey and Jim Jordan and Byron Donalds, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, and everything else. She's been posting pictures of him, and they won't even let her have the pictures in the house because it's so grotesque, the stuff that she keeps putting up there. Well, that's real-life stuff. And then citizen journalists have to go on and have Marco Polo, you know, CEO on there, and saying, hey, I got an entire booklet that I've got with corruption held by the first family of what's happening. Why in the world are we fighting in this manner? When we could just be when the speaker just could say, all right, let's bring him in front of the floor and face questions.
3: Well, I'll you know, I'll jump in on that. Um, I've been saying there you go. I've been saying for a long time that I don't think we should have impeached Joe Biden. Well, we haven't yet, but I don't think we should even open the well, maybe an inquiry because you get subpoena power. But I don't think we should make the Democrats run on this man. Make them either 25th him or make them. Uh, make them run Joe Biden in the 2024 election and show the people uh, how bad our elections really are when they try and push this man across the finish line. Uh, the reason that I think we saw these impeachment inquiries, remember McCarthy was avidly against. Oh, there we go. Got the kiddos. Uh, remember, McCarthy was avidly against uh, uh, Pelosi when she brought the resolution herself in, in 2019 um uh, and, yeah in 2019 she brought it and then a month later voted on it after she had already brought the inquiry and this is something where i think the democrats needed to fall in this sword with joe biden but i think that what ended up happening is there's there's an investigation it's moving quite quickly trump said a couple days ago he said that uh a, a joe biden is going to have his homes raided in the next few weeks uh i showed a video on september 4th where secret service was saying that joe biden had um Uh, Secret Service was tearing apart his home and that therefore he was homeless This while he was in Delaware to do security upgrades. I don't think that's true at all. I think that was actually one of the raids going on, going after, you know, whatever documents he may have had in the the House, whatever it could be, okay? Uh, But I think that this impeachment inquiry was forced, Kevin McCarthy's hand was forced here, because if he didn't open up the impeachment inquiry, Joe Biden could have said, I pardon Hunter, I pardon myself, I pardon Obama, I pardon everybody else that's going to be involved in this, and there's going to be a lot." and i bow out and i 25th myself i'm I'm, i resign i'm out of here right off into the sunset his family's incredibly wealthy from all the selling out of this country that he's done and he rides off into the sunset kamala comes in she was the plan all along guys she was the plan all along and and she rides her way into the presidency and potentially eight years with our stolen elections
0: there's no chance kamala is the nominee for 24 not a chance no, I don't, yeah, I don't think
3: he the nominee. The nominee. If, this, if this would have happened, I think that that's how it would have played out.
2: If Joe were were to have stepped down 25th right. himself. Yeah. Okay.
0: But, I, go ahead, Nick.
2: No, I w- I I just think I think that's a little implausible because if they were to if he were to do that, pardon himself, pardon everybody, step down 25th amendment himself, that would effectively that would just be a, a atomic bomb for the Democrats. Yeah, you just for Joe,
3: just for Joe. They, well, they yeah, would be distancing so, themselves from the, him.
2: But the entire Democrat Party, the entire media, the entire establishment that's been denying Hunter Biden's affiliation with, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Joe Biden's affiliation with Hunter's business deals. Uh, they, they, they've they been gaslighting. They, they, they've they been gaslighting the public about his dementia. They've put this guy up there. They've tried to portray him as this uh, saintly, you know, uh perfect individual and that happening would sort of destroy all of their credibility and destroy the democrat party as a whole i mean i mean nobody's going to trust the democrat party uh because that's that's basically an admission of guilt right i I, am
3: i Do, do packers fans still like the green bay packers after they got rid of aaron Rodgers? Yeah, they do because it's, that's all the, that's all politics has become now is football. All it is is your team sport. You root for your team and you live or die by your team. And I don't think that Joe Biden pardoning anybody would have changed Mm -hmm. that. It might have made Joe Biden persona non grata, but look at what we just did as Republicans. Republicans just ousted the Speaker of the House for the first time in uh, modern history. And I, you know, I'm not clear as to if it's ever been done before at all, but, uh, Whatever, whatever, however you want to look at it, it's the first time in modern history. And to the Democrats right now, the GOP looks like it's in shambles. But to MAGA, it looks like it's actually doing the will of the people. So uh, interpretation is 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 kind of key here. I don't think I don't think Joe Biden doing what we just talked about being atomic as atomic as it would be. I don't think it would destroy the Democratic Party. You would wow. need. The, this has more potential. This scandal, when it when it expands to Obama, when it expands into uh, Clinton and some of the associates with Clinton, Blue Star Strategy, Sally Painter, when this starts expanding into that, that is going to be nuclear for the Democrats. And Kevin McCarthy, by bringing this impeachment inquiry, might have uh, thwarted that from happening because you can't pardon people that are subject to an impeachment inquiry.
4: So, yeah, we should keep him a speaker. You absolutely are cooking right now. You are No, cooking.
3: we shouldn't keep him a speaker, but we should uh, definitely keep this impeachment inquiry going.
4: I'd like to propose a change to your name from the C to the Q and the other C to Q as well. Kuhn Quan, Quan. Yeah, like that.
2: Because,
4: <laughs> Which, <because> that, <laughs> yeah, that was insane, bro. You literally just tried to say that Hunter's about to – or Joe's about to – Pardon himself, Hunter, and that's gonna. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what you just said, bro. We are not cooking. So, so
3: let me just clear something up real quick because somebody was. Uh, I think it was Andrew due to do eighty five was in the chat asking about uh, Q's uh, post on January eighth. The good win, win, win fifteen. Uh, the the good win wasn't meaning like a good win as in a beneficial win. It was Bob Good. Was the vote that got Kevin McCarthy across the finish line in the fifteenth round? So yes, I just want to throw that out there for my Media Matters folks that are listening. By the way, guys, I've had two more articles written. Uh, I, actually, I think three more articles written where I'm mentioned in it, and one that was exclusively about me from Media Matters on uh, calling me a QAnon supporter and all this other bullshit.
4: Are you are you are you that now though?
3: No, definitely not. I mean, like, look, I got respect for the for the Anons. Absolutely, they're some of the the best researching individuals out there. Uh, as far as Q, I mean, I'm not like entrenched in it. I've I, I keep up with it a little bit, you know. But uh, yeah, I'm not like full blown like, oh my goodness, what does this mean and and dig through the drops. I'm not that person.
4: The storm is upon us, man. It's about- I hate,
3: dude. I'm with you. Hey, it's that. about to be maybe Red it's, October, it's, bro. It's, it's basically it's, Red it's, October, it's, man. Any, any Red October, October man. Period, it's any, any
2: minute now. Yeah. No, yeah. but for the for the past five years, though, Red Red October, Red October, <laughs> 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 nothing happens, nothing happens. But this time, man, it's a five year <laughs> Delta.
4: Oh, oh, you're right, Nick. Delta, like Delta Airlines. What happened with Delta Airlines? Some guy named Hillary got fired. Woo!
1: That's big. <laughs> yeah. but here's the
5: uh, um, Now I lost it. What the heck? I had a good question for you guys. I'll think on it. I, I, it, uh, I think I think George got me with the Delta Airlines thing. I, I, I apologize for discombobulating your mind. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I actually I it was. Um, Really curious about something. Your guys'
4: thoughts on something, and
2: we're going to be silent
4: throughout throughout all of this thought process.
5: We're not saying. Hey,
2: let me let me give a shout out real quick because Nikki Watson is in the chat and Karen Taylor of Audit the Vote PA and Nikki Watson. They have a new podcast that they've been doing, and it's it's so hard to get traction on Rumble. So I just want to shout out Beyond the Lines podcast. If you guys give them a follow, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it was great to see you on
4: there, Nick. Three moms talking about their Bro, <laughs> I'm
2: about to leave, man. I, before the show, I was getting roasted so hard. I was like, I was so excited to see you guys, and I come in and I just get flamed for no reason.
3: <laughs> we love you, dude. I, I, have no soul. I, I just
5: have you know that I did not,
2: Nick. Neil, you came in late, man, but, Nothing but no, you. I knew you would have stood up for me.
4: <laughs> I love you, buddy. So, transitioning over you, technically, because he's taller than you. He was put over you.
2: No, nah, I'm nine foot tall. I tower over all of you guys. You could all you, you could all jump on each other's shoulders, and I still Nate, got a, another your, foot your, on you. Your current
4: like image makes you, you look like you're like six four, but in person, like yeah, you're Stacy Abrams height.
3: Nah, bro. All right. hold, hold off on that. Uh, Marcus, I know okay. you want to transition here, but before we transition, let's get our final votes. Just go around. Look at
0: Nick zooming in. <laughs> he, wants off, he wants to show off the blue. Food. He, just, he just sucked off the Smurf. <laughs> I miss you guys so much. I can't tell you how much I miss you guys.
3: <laughs> Nick, Nick came into the chat and like he looked like he just got done eating a blue like
2: tootsie popper or, or a blue uh blow pop. Yeah.
1: His yeah. whole so mouth was
4: like
2: blue. It was the the lights were all screwed up. I I can never get the lighting right. Nick. I'm not, <laughs> <with> <laughs> You're the only
4: Nick, you're the only guy I know that lives in Florida that can't get a tan. Look at Brian, looking nice, tan.
2: There's a lot of blue light coming in, man. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not good with the technology. You know even Neil
4: Johnson up there in,
2: in Minnesota. No, look, Neil, look nice at Neil. There. Neil trying to remember his question so hard.
5: <laughs> He's like, hey, did you guys see though, my hometown made the news today? Well, no, what happened? Know. Oh, yeah, really great. So, uh, some illegal aliens uh, had uh, three girls around age ten that were being repeatedly raped. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, how yeah. is this great news? It's not great news, but it that Bemidji is my hometown. That's where I that's where I graduated high school and everything. And what's interesting about that, you know, people think about the southern border, Bemidji is close to the Canadian border. That's how far north it is. Okay, I mean, literally couple hours from the Canadian border. So this this has just, you know, gone everywhere. And I, I think one of the funniest things to watch right now is uh, liberal cesspools whining about migrants and then comparing their comments from three years ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so funny. I mean, but but it's not funny. I mean, when something like this is happening. Yeah, this is
0: this is an invasion for sure. And I, Wait, I don't know. You can know I... You're
4: just as, as American as Ted Cruz, basically. You're Canadian. Yeah, you were going to say, Marcus, I
5: did have one thing. Uh, I've got a friend, he's a police officer down in uh, Minneapolis and I was talking with him. And, you know, you talk about these continuing resolutions. This is not just at the federal level, just the constant push of getting things not done. Minneapolis has not uh, been able to complete a contract with the police officers on time for I don't know how many years it is now. It's over six. Uh, Always just continued. Uh, They just continue, continue, continue. Just like a continuing resolution. Mm. Uh, This is how government is run today. Uh, It's pretty pathetic.
0: Unless you are paid actors to scream out in the streets to drum up paid media that want to speak a uniform note across the country. Like, oh, I don't know, neo-Nazis on a bridge in Florida. That made the news for some reason for two days. But stories like yours, Neil, are going to go by the wayside with oh, the invasion. in no
5: made any headline news. You guys didn't even know. I mean, Marcus, you kind of heard of it. but has it made no headline news today. That story out of Bemidji. And, yeah. And hey, talking about paid actors getting, uh, you know, uh, neo-Nazis. I thought you were going
4: to Ukraine there.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> they might as well be.
5: Got-
4: <laughs> that dude was uh, a Ukrainian operative, according to Laura Loomer.
2: Yeah, he was a recruiter. Yeah. And he and he he was on the um, FBI, he was like a domestic terrorist FBI watch list, but somehow he traveled back and forth from here to Ukraine uh, recruiting people for the Azov Battalion. Uh, Laura Loomer pulled pulled that dude's number. Yeah. Does yeah. Laura
5: Loomer like anybody? I mean, she's been just railing against Matt Gates. Does she like anybody? Honestly.
2: Well, I mean, in her defense on this one, it was a bunch of neo-Nazis. <laughs> so she she was basically well, that- just Pulled up.
4: No, no one can dare talk about the greatest Jew on the planet, Laura Loomer. She is absolutely amazing. There is no one that compares to her. No, I actually genuinely love her, man. I love her. She, she stood and,
2: in the face of a bunch of neo
0: Nazis. Yeah, and, and
2: oh, she's yeah,
0: cajones. I mean, she's there's no doubt. Well, this is this is what this is what Matt Gates is fighting for. All right, the, the corruption within that is coordinated. It's not. It's not just enough to have the actual corruption be revealed. This is a coordination, and this is a story from today. This is a story from the Gateway Pundit, Jim Hoff, saying now there's evidence, and Brian, you can speak to this, of the J-6 operation and planted documents, days that they planted documents potentially days earlier that were later used against innocent Americans. Why haven't we seen the identity or heard about the identity of the J-5 pipe bomber? Why are we now coming out with information of the Oath Keeper's a leader who wasn't even at the Capitol that day, who's now facing 20 plus years in prison when just last week, insurrectionists broke into McCarthy's office and what's going to happen to them with as on a sit-in, you know, this is, this is the coordinated attack. This is also in conjunction with coordination of the border in which there's been videos coming out of border patrol agents or national guard rather cutting the razor wire that the Biden administration is putting in place along the border. You haven't seen this, George? I'll pull up the video if I can find it. I oh,
4: don't know.
0: Yeah, so the, the 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 National Guard is cutting razor wire that the Biden administration is putting in there. And then the Border Patrol agents are reissuing the wire or are they re uh taking down the wire? Am I getting that right, Brian? They they're they're putting they're down it. wire and then they're cutting it, right? Yeah, they're cutting it. Well, wait no. Yeah.
5: So. Biden administration is not putting up the wire. Are they isn't that Texas?
0: there it's the it's the border patrol agents that are in uh eagle coordination pass. with the biden administration putting up the wire and then the national guard is coming in and trying to cut it down and then they're re-putting in the wire if i and, hear
4: biden administration
0: one more time from you guys' mouth i'm leaving the show
3: <laughs> i think that was uh i think that was an eagle pass that they were doing that you know that's where elon went down to visit um i had a a a person that I am familiar with reached out to me and sent me some videos of the mayor walking by what's going on in Eagle Pass right now. And, and you're seeing this now across the entire nation. You're seeing uh, J.B. Pritzker just put out a, a, uh, a statement yesterday on behalf of Illinois saying that we got to get this under control. We got 15,000 migrants here. We're Sanctuary City. It's the best thing in the world. But we're a little bit overwhelmed. And it's like, how the hell do you think The people down in Texas and Arizona and and California feel when these people that do cross illegally. Uh, settle in their neighborhoods and in their cities and towns and they have no place to go. And they don't, and look, I'm not, I'm, I don't want this to come off as being, you know uh, like, these are human beings that are doing this and we need to have compassion for them. But at the same time, we need to get our border under control so that these people understand that they're not going to be able to come over here and do what they've been doing. Uh, we found out, uh, I had an article up the other a couple of weeks ago about um, in Chicago uh, a nurse that was paid twenty thousand dollars for a week's worth of work, a, a, fa- a facility manager that was paid fourteen thousand dollars for a week's worth of work, charging the, the cities and counties and states, uh, you know, one hundred and thirty-five to to two hundred and ninety-two dollars per hour for people that are supposed to be taking care of these migrants. And that same company, uh, I think it's called, um, uh, oh, shit, what the heck was the name of it? Fair, fair, something, whatever, healthcare. Um, is, is also operating out of New York City. If you guys remember the, the whistleblower that came out and said that they have young kids in these hotels that are getting drunk and drinking and everything like that, that was the same, uh, organization that is in Chicago with this, with this shena- the shenanigans that are going on there. There's not only money laundering going on between, uh, you know, the, the migrants and everything coming across the invasion bringing in military-aged males to work, or not to work, but to, uh, you know, fill the void of uh, American citizens. But you're also seeing the money laundering from the federal government, the state governments, to these organizations that is, uh, I mean, it's just a perpetuating cycle, and we got to stop this shit.
0: One, and not only that, it, it, on, a, in a, on a civil matter, I'm, I'm seeing videos of children, four, five, six years old, being taken out of containers, transportation containers, completely limp. Because they've been drugged yep. in in route of transportation, that to me and I, I, you saw my kids earlier. I've got three. That's what I do. Right. That's why I'm not on here. Is because that's what I do. And to see that, it actually, I'm it. It is so incredibly. Not only are they not speaking against it, the Biden administration. Sorry, I said it again. But not only are they not coming against the drug cartels, which I can understand is also killing people, right? But these are potentially adults making potentially adult decisions, which obviously are, have huge ramifications but, you know, leading up to death. But these are children, and it's the most disgusting, vile. And, and the, the other videos I've seen are of like a mother or of a, of a woman and a man transporting these children over the border, acting like they're the parents. And they've got 15, 20 kids around them, all dazed and confused. Like this isn't this isn't just a, oh yeah we're trying to let people in for humanitarian reasons to come to this country to fulfill a better life. I, I wanted to take a, a, an earlier straw poll just on this group. How many of you? Because I'll raise my hand first. How many of you have seen an influx of? I would say just normal-looking uh, immigrants uh, begging on the street for money. Have you seen anything on the streets? where people are fully clothed, not homeless people. I'm talking people from Pakistan and uh, Colombia and Venezuela and Latino and Middle Eastern and even sometimes Chinese people. I've seen it in my neighborhood where there are in a massive influx around the shopping centers of people just begging with their families. And they're building. Cool. it's just incredible.
3: They won't come to Florida. Uh, we, we we have you know a lot of migrants down here. Obviously, we have a lot of Cubans down here in South Florida because we had the wet foot, dry foot policy for so long – um, and that a lot of South Americans have moved over here, and these are all people that, that witnessed, uh, communism and socialism firsthand in their countries, and they won't let that shit come down here. Um, you know, as, say what you will about Ron DeSantis in, in this boneheaded decision to run for president. Uh, he has been a pretty decent governor when it comes time to, uh, keeping people out of here and making sure that this is, you know, when Joe Biden was flying them into Jacksonville, he turned around, put them on a bus and sent them up to Martha's vineyard and to, uh, you know, New York and, and, and Chicago. So, uh, we haven't seen it that much here. Now, that being said, I was traveling to, uh, I, I forgot where I was going. I went someplace a couple, a couple weeks ago and I had to go through, uh, Houston and in going through Houston, walking through the airport. They were everywhere, like migrants that were wearing like flip flops, raggedy clothes. You could tell they haven't showered in several days, didn't speak any English, and and my heart breaks for them. It really does. They've been lied to. They've been told that they're going to get you know some sort of a great life over here, and they're not. They're going to fall into. Uh, you know, poverty. They're well. They're already in poverty. They're going to continue on with poverty. They're going to get addicted to some sort of a drug. Uh, they're going to live on the streets, and it's unfortunate. Now, some of them might might overcome that, and I and and God willing, I hope they all do. But uh, this this is disgusting what our our, our this administration is doing. The human trafficking.
4: What's the wet foot, dry? I mean, you said a lot of smart things, but that that's. What's the wet foot so, drive foot? So, so when we, we had the,
3: the Cuban missile crisis in Florida, and the Bay of Pigs and everything like that, JFK uh, had a policy where Cubans could flee because we're only 90 miles from Cuba at the southernmost point of Florida. Uh, he had a policy in place where if Cubans made it to Florida and got on land, they would become uh, uh, asylums and and get citizens.
4: Ah, so from the wet foot into the, the foot. Foot. These are the mo- most important details. <laughs> Uh, Brian, you got to vote. You wanted us to vote? I'm Dominion. I'll, I'll run the election. You wanted us to oh. vote?
3: Oh, well, then it doesn't matter, so I vote no.
4: So what was the question you were voting on? I don't know. It doesn't
3: matter, because you're Dominion. You're running this yeah, election. All right,
4: fine. i am ESNS. ES&S. <laughs> if it doesn't matter. Same
3: thing. <laughs>
4: i am um, smartmatic. Smartmatic. Uh,
5: and I've actually seen it. Not. I mean, in, the, oh, uh, go ahead. Not Not in huge numbers, Marcus, but I have seen it up here.
2: Hey, why speaking of Smartmatic, why is that story not bigger, of the uh, the, the uh, Aunt Andre Batista, yeah. in the Philippines getting bribed by four Smartmatic executives for four I mean, million it, dollars?
4: It's the difference between implicated and indicted. Even though, in my opinion, it, they're just as bad as each other. But I think that's the main difference. Like, oh, they were implicated in a
0: bribery scheme,
4: or they were indicted. So.
0: See, that, that's the difference between a Democrat, a corruption, and a Republican. If it were a Republican, like uh, you saw it in the media this week when Matt Gates finally came against uh, Speaker McCarthy, just yeah. swarms of media just begging to ask him questions and saying, well, aren't you working with the Democrats just like you're claiming that he's working with the Democrats to get his agenda done? Yeah, the, the difference is he's working to get an agenda done that's great for single spending bills and to keep the word of the Speaker of the House in which he's failed to keep his word. But this is the difference. Like when the, when the Democrats had a corrupt point, they hit it on a coordinated attack through a political media agenda, a state-run media, CNN, ABC, NBC, Politico, you name it, Washington Post. And they have that mouthpiece to run to at least gain the momentum. And when a Republican says it, it takes the grassroots to try to do something and say from social media aspect, this is a big deal. Like Nick, you're right. That should be, there's so many deals that are massive. But if the, Okay, let's just say this for hypothetical purposes. Let's say this group, the band, and the people that follow us, and the people that are grassroots, right, they're 30% of the country. Then you've got the crazy communists that are blue-haired teaching your kids that transgenderism is okay, and they're, and they're somehow tenured in their school. They're, they're, that's a 30%. They're crazy, right? There's another 40% in the middle that are tired of the drama, they're just sick and tired of what happened in 2020. They want to move forward. They think Ron DeSantis is the right answer back to normalcy for some strange reason. That is the group that these people pander to. It's not us. Like Donald Trump has, has his base. These, they know that. It's the people in the middle. And so if they can just get the word out, that's why these indictments are so important to them. They don't care what it looks like. It's kabuki theater. We all know it. It's absolutely disgusting. The witch the literal witch, that's one of the jurists down in Georgia for the indictment down there. The guy I was going to show earlier, the judge up in uh, – the, uh, the Florida judge. It was a Florida? Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a nut job, and I can't – I got a video that I got to play. But all this is a perception to keep the people who are tired, tired. Oh, right?
3: you're talking about New York. Er, er, Ergonon. Yeah, L. Yes, L. Ron Hubbard.
2: L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, yeah. That guy – I, I, I said that guy looks exactly like I expected him to look. You should pull <laughs> a, a picture if you haven't seen him yet. But um, he yeah, like you know, Bernie, yeah. this is a
4: retarded cousin. He Here, did check. a press
3: conference <laughs> after a hearing. I have never, uh, I've <laughs> never in my life heard of a judge doing a press conference. Pander more, hey, show hey. that you're in this for nothing more than your celebrity status, your 15 minutes of fame. This was an absolute
6: freaking joke. Just listen to this. Now I'm going to say something controversial. Even while I'm being taped, juries get it wrong a lot. That's my own opinion. I do only civil trials, personal injury cases, contract disputes. But I've had situations where, like, oh my, my heaven's sake, how could they have thought that? Well, I have a um, I have a tool that I can deal with that. It's called. Jury notwithstanding the verdict, judgment notwithstanding the verdict. I can say there is no possible way that a reasonable jury would have reached that conclusion. And all right, am I following the law or am I making law? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm following law, I'm, I'm an impartial referee, but it's hard to factor out my own emotions. And I have tools. Somebody can say, well, Your Honor, you have to throw out this case because it's just like another case. Well, is it just like another case? What if the defendant was wearing a red sweater instead of a blue sweater? Oh, and by the way, I worked for the Columbia Daily Spectator for a couple of weeks. What happened was I went there every day and I wrote a few stories. One I got criticized on because I wrote that some uh, Ku Klux Klaners had murdered some people and... And I was told, you can't say that. How do we know? You are not there. Well, that was what everybody thought. Anyway, yeah, we should have absolute immunity. What if we defame somebody? Um, so that's how it usually comes up. You know, you call somebody a murderer or a heroin addict, that sort of thing, a pedophile. And if it's done in court, yeah, I think we should have absolute immunity.
0: Pedophile.
2: You know,
5: what if we defame I'm calling call pedophile. No big deal. Hey, um, hey, who... Okay, I'd never seen that, guys. I, I'm like sitting here, kind of in shock that he would be that stupid, stupid. to actually go out and say that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah wow. I was,
2: I was gonna say, hey, thanks for crafting uh, Trump and the Trump organization's appeal for <laughs> them. I mean, just take that clip, submit an appeal, get it overturned. Because that's that's what the absolute did we just see there? Yeah, and then- he just admitted he's making up the law to deprive Trump of a grand jury. Because, Wait, did, you,
5: did you catch a thing about the Ku Klux Klan? Yeah. And then he, Well, that's what they thought. I, you know, I wasn't there. That's what they thought.
0: That really could be taken like he was there. This only, this only, in my opinion, gives this only, in my opinion, gives way more credibility to the judge, to every court case of 2020 election, because this is an arbitrary, I mean, this guy's obviously off his rocker, right? But this is a person who has his own thoughts, who is a judge proceeding over an indictment of a former sitting president in a potential election interference case, who's gleefully smiling at the camera when it turns to him in his own courtroom. He's the one presiding over this. And he's like, am I making the law? Am I following the law? You know, there's gray lines there. How many other judges who aren't jackasses like him, are out there taking these cases, saying, you know what, Donald Trump, man, I just, ah, I hate it when he talks, he makes me mad, but I got to follow the Constitution. But you know what, uh, Bill Bailey, I just don't think you have standing, man. I just don't think that you were the injured party in this, even though you're standing for thousands and thousands of Americans uh, in their place so that Matt DePerno and you can fight this good fight. But you know what, there's great evidence here. I just don't know if you've been injured personally, and so we're going to dismiss this case. How he many other like judges are out there? Back to the future. I kept trying to think, who does this guy look like? <laughs> yeah, you're,
2: you got it. You got it. The that doc was- man. But oh, that's why-
4: doctor, from, uh, that doctor.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this
3: is no idea. What <laughs> that we're talking doctor about. man. No idea. What hey, we're talking.
4: Man, about. You're like a born and raised New Yorker. Is this normal in New York? Is it? Is it like a norm for judges to do press conferences?
2: Who did you? Who did you address that to? Who is born and raised in New York in this group? Not a single person. No. Oh, Nick, you're the one.
4: Sorry, I'm no. not, I was
2: not born and raised Most in New enough.
4: York. Enough. Is this normal?
3: This is not normal. Dude, I'm not born no. and raised in New York, but I'm an American, and I've I, had my ear to the ground for a while now. And this is not normal.
5: I've never seen anything like this. I'll be perfectly. Honest. I like all the politics I followed through all my life, all the court cases through all the everything. First off, judges don't hold press conferences. No. And, and they don't act like this. Like what the absolute,
0: but, the, but they have lulled the American people to sleep so much that all they need is the perception. That's it. And Brian, what did you say the other day? I freaking, it was a mic drop of all the punishment process is punishment. You said that on Twitter the other day. And my mind, I was trying to think of a way to say, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. Because we see the Duke lacrosse players. We see the, uh, uh, the the insurrectionists, you know, the kidnappers in Michigan. That's what you posted it about. They, they don't need the outcome. They don't need it. They need the process. They need the Mark Eliases of the world, the David Backers of the world to go out there and make it look as though this is a horrible situation because the perception of the American people is way more important than the actual outcome. And so if they can just get you to think that this is – the, these people are bad, and you don't want to associate yourselves with them. That's the punishment. You've already won. Yeah.
2: And, it's and a police state. There, there's no greater example than that, that. And I've been saying this for a couple of days now, this uh, this challenge to remove Trump from the 2024 presidential ballot. I mean, they had the Supreme, the Supreme Court just ruled uh, against that. But there was lawsuits filed in Colorado, Minnesota, Michigan, all these secretaries Florida. of state coming out. Florida, yeah, there was a bunch, and it, it it never stood a chance. There was absolutely no way. You, what's that? Wasn't that a unanimous decision in the Supreme Court? Yes, I, I believe so. And it was it, it's it's based on a completely fringe legal theory that never stood a chance in hell. But to Marcus's point, it's all about perception because what they're trying to do is create the narrative that you know when you when you. If 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 you vote for Donald Trump, you are voting for a seditious. Uh, you're voting for somebody that tried to overturn the government, to overthrow the government. You know, uh, through his violent mob of insurrectionists, and basically, it's all about painting a cloud of criminality over Donald Trump and all of his supporters. They, they and there truly are people that are mentally weak enough that the social pressure. It, it it gets to yeah. them. Yep. It gets to them so much that it's not just because it starts with, okay, well, I'm too afraid to, uh, you know, publicly support Donald Trump. You know, I'm too afraid to wave a Trump 2024 flag or whatever. But eventually it creeps into their mind because they've, you know, they're acting, they're, they're changing their behavior, their demeanor, and therefore their thought process because then they have to start justifying to themselves that they're not just a coward. This is what I actually think. You know, and so then when they go to the polls, then they, they, they've, they've had to make so many excuses for themselves as to why they compromise their beliefs from all the peer pressure and the media and all that stuff that they actually vote, you know, Democrat or they just don't vote at all.
0: And, I, and I'll give you uh, exhibit A, B, C, all the way through Z, and maybe double A masks. If you don't think masks was a social experiment, of people conforming to whatever it was around them just out of public plush pressure alone, then you're then you're missing the point of what the entire bioweapon was that was released upon the United States in 2020 was all about, among many other things. But that's that's just it's just something that I don't I'm just having a hard time with the people that are still asleep. And I get why they fall back asleep. Because this is a lot, and it's it just weighs on you. But there was something that um, – oh, the guy from Colorado, Seth – what's his last name? Works with the uh, um, Cause of America. Cashel? No, no, not mm-hmm. Seth Cashel. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I, I really like him too, but I, I Mike Lindell. But, no, no, no. He works <laughs> with Cause of America. He's friends with uh, – uh, Eric Kumash Ash, Ash. Ash in Ash. America. But anyway um, – he said that evil people, that good people can't even comprehend the evil of evil people
6: because yeah. you've never
0: even let your mind go there. You've never even allowed yourself to think the way an evil person thinks, which is why pedophilia is so disgusting to people because you've met a person who's gone to that point in their mind and physically then after that justified the actions of their desires to a person who has five children trying to protect them from people like that. There's no way. In, right, there's no way in your mind you can even comprehend the evil that these people think. And then when you actually think it, to think that they are actually that evil, you don't want to you don't want to believe it. Because you're like there's no way. I believe in humanity too much.
4: Marcus, you just made a really good point. There was a movie I told Brian to watch cuz he he's not informed about movies. V for, the, for, the, for Vendetta. Right. This very good movie. And there's there's a big this motherfucker, <laughs> Brian, look, let me, let me expl- you recently watched a movie. So, you know, this part. So there was a big point where this uh, superhero was telling these police officers how evil their government is. And there's this lack of this want to not believe in what they're seeing. They just want to go back to their normal lives and live in this dystopian society they're living in. Brian, you remember that part. And so the, the point of it is that people are more willing to just go about their way of doing life than to believe that the things they think are correct and true are actually lies and evil. Brian, you remember that part or do you not?
3: Yeah, I remember that part. I just, I'm trying to remember when's, when's the first time you saw that movie?
4: Well, I saw it before you, obviously, because <laughs> I saw just- it in theater. so you saw it. As, you're that old. Damn! This came out in like 2003, dude. Damn, but, I was one year old. Oh my god. Yeah. Are you oh serious? God. Oh my god. I always you forget are. how young you are. You are, are a third nugget. You are old. You are a dinosaur. Okay. You are relic. You are fossil fuels, Brian. <laughs>
3: 2006. Uh, so you were like four, and I was like twenty, almost. I was twenty.
4: Uh, can you admit that I made you watch the movie? No.
0: <laughs> Neil, go ahead. What were you going to so, say?
5: I, I'm, on that point, Marcus, I was on Twitter uh, last night. And I don't know how, but one of these guys, and maybe you guys have seen his stuff, but he actually goes out and he tries to capture pedophiles. Um, he gets their texts. And I, who is this guy? Anyway, I, I ended up on his profile and I watched some of this stuff. I, it was so revulsive that yeah, I mean, you don't know, like a four-year-old. I mean, what? Uh, I, like you're going like, what the hell is wrong with these people? And yep. you know they're talking about it like it's no big deal. And it's it's so it was such a mind warp for me. I I, I mean I kind of went through some of these posts and honestly I just felt disgusting after even reading them. You know, it's, it's so bad. I, I, it's hard to comprehend. It really is like you watch sound of freedom and you're going,
2: what the, what the, but here's the thing, which, which always just baffles me so much is that, um, you know, people, people get called like fringe conspiracy theorists for suggesting that the world is run by a bunch of pedophiles. Right. But those same people that'll call you a crazy conspiracy theorist, will acknowledge Jeffrey Epstein and, and, and the freaking pedophile island. Like, so how, where, it, there's this there's this cognitive dissonance. Like, how do you see that? Okay, that's a real thing. All these powerful people, Prez, President Clinton went to the island 26, 7, 28 times. All these celebrities went to the island. All these powerful people around the world. Uh, and, and so you'll acknowledge that they're all probably going there to have sex with children. But well, then, when
4: they we say it, they'll almost certainly show a picture of Epstein and Donald Trump together. that's and that's
2: all that that's all have. that they care about. Yeah, that's don't all they know
4: do. that,
3: don't don't they know Trump is working for the FBI in in bringing down Epstein? I don't know. Hey, a hey, real quick, guys,, uh, this is shocking. So Matt Couch puts out on Twitter just in, temporary House Speaker Patrick McHenry has ordered Nancy Pelosi to vacate to vacate her office. The speaker's office she refused to leave and mccarthy would not make her leave by wednesday so speaker pelosi has been
4: internet explorer uh, over here man
2: nancy
3: pelosi has been in the speaker's office this whole entire time and mccarthy didn't even have the balls to be like yo bitch get out of that office that's my place your kids can't hear right marcus you're on headphones yeah, I can, I can hear you now. Just, yeah, but they home. can't hear. Your kids can't, right? No, no, you're good. Okay. <laughs> the kids uh, can't and, and, and here's the thing. you got people on here, like uh, some pretty big Twitter accounts, that are saying she's been squatting in the office this whole time and nobody had the balls to remove her. Is this really the first time this is being reported? Don't you
0: know, Brian, that's her recording studio. That's where she did all of her J6 editing.
3: Tracy Bean says right, she didn't know that. Carrie Lake war room said she's been squatting in the office this whole time. Like nobody knew this? I I didn't know it. So
4: but, Yeah, yeah, it's almost like someone here said it like 45 minutes ago.
3: Yeah, but nobody listens to you. Yeah, no, you I, make up you make up movies I, that you never saw.
4: Getting, but I'm just saying
3: Love that
5: the fact that this has gone on and that Kevin McCarthy
4: what what is his problem? He's got no balls. What Wait. So the actual speaker's office was occupied by Nancy Pelosi, and he never told her, "Nancy, get out of here." Nope. Hmm. And Patrick McHenry said, "Get out. You're
3: being evicted. Get out."
5: Well, That's
3: Patrick, epic, man, he's, he's our he's, guy. Yeah, maybe him. he is. He's <laughs> That guy. This is like a reverse devolution proof, right? Because if Pelosi <laughs> still, still sit, if Pelosi's still squatting in the office, like when when we progress from there. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it is
4: devolution, yo, John, bro. Let's hit up hit, hit up John.
3: The, the, I, the, I could ask him about that, but uh, I, it's just wild that 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 she's been in the office the whole like McCarthy. Grow some balls, man. Be like, yo, you're in my place. Like,
2: get on up out of here. That's his main squeeze, man. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> There's something more going on there. I was <laughs> gonna say something really <laughs> crazy right now, but I'm... he might be into cougars. You're right. Hey, bring Nancy back.
1: <laughs>
2: this country was better off before McCarthy. <laughs> Hashtag Speaker Nancy again. Yeah, I mean, at least she got stuff done. How epic would that be if
3: somebody nominated Nancy Pelosi?
2: <laughs> Bring Nancy's knockers back. <laughs> That's where I was going to go, and you went there. So, hey, Tuck, uh, Tucker Carlson has a big poster on his wall, apparently at his office, with Nancy Pelosi in a swimsuit. And that was part of the complaint that somebody filed to HR. That was, nah, part of- yeah. <laughs> that just made me think Dude, Wait, that you guy's that for motivation. No, I was like, that guy must be fun to work with. That's all that proves to me.
3: That is, that is interesting though, that, that she remained in that office and nobody thought yeah. to remove her. Like that's a pretty nice office, man. Like the speaker's office is pretty damn nice. I think it's like a, I think it's like, Eight or nine thousand square feet. How you people- guys want to know a
4: fun fact I learned? Well, Brian will know this because he was born in that time. So in 1910, the first <laughs> the Speaker of the House Joseph Cannon felt like his own party didn't want him, so he was a Republican. He filed a motion to vacate himself himself from the Speaker position. Really? And yeah, because he didn't feel like he felt the trust from the Republicans. The motion failed, and he remained Speaker. Brian, you remember that day?
3: I do, I do. I was there. I was, I was in Congress at that time.
0: <laughs> We're in Congress.
3: You know, I'm like, I'm like not even the oldest person here, right?
0: <laughs> huh? I think I might be older than you, actually, Brian. I think. You? Somebody... How young are you?
5: Me? Oh shoot, I'm like twenty-three,
0: twenty-three, yeah. yeah, twenty-six,
5: exactly. twenty-one. I'm uh, forty-nine, guys. Are you really? Damn! You're yeah, he's got,
0: and he's got three grandkids. I was about to say he's a granddad. Yeah, no. I have
5: two grandkids, but I do
2: have another on the way.
0: Yeah, another on the way. Yeah,
2: that's Neil, you could be my dad, man. <laughs> yeah, but that's not fair.
3: Because up in Minnesota, y'all start like making babies, like really, really. Like you guys graduate high school, and it's like you marry your high school hey. sweetheart, and immediately hey. you start making kids.
4: I'm still not going to change my age joke, I love me. Neil, Brian. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, didn't name. wasn't it just the was it the Houston mayor that just switched parties? Yep. Yeah, yeah Houston. That was yeah. good. Was it thought, Houston or Dallas? It that's what Dallas. I'm. That's what I'm wondering. I, Dallas, Dallas is Dallas. Probably.
4: No, it was Dallas, Texas. Eric Johnson.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dallas. Good I mean, grief! One of the five biggest cities in the country. Just saying, I can't do this anymore. That's well, too. what do you
4: guys think about yeah. this criticism that they're basically doing it to save face? Maybe their constituency is just becoming more red, so they're yeah. you know just becoming Democrat just to
0: align. What do you think about that? Well, they might as well call themselves Mitch McConnell or Mitt Romney at that point then, because they're the same person.
4: Because I'm, I'm thinking it's like a political suicide
0: for a Democrat to come out and be like, yeah, I'm
4: not part of you guys anymore. I mean, he gets destroyed from his own party. And Dallas, let's be honest, could be a little blue.
3: Well, I'll, I'll say the same thing I say every single time we talk about recent converts. Those are your strongest adversaries. Those are your strongest supporters. Your most recent Christians are your most devout Christians. Your most recent Republicans, if they're genuine, are going to be your most devout Republicans. So, uh, when when Johnson switched parties, I okay. will reserve my judgment, but I am optimistic about him switching parties.
4: Can, can we, guys, He's old and wise.
0: Right, Brian? Sometimes. Can uh, we can we transition into the, probably the last topic? Because we're going to be talking about this, I think, for a hot second. And I just want to give it the time that it's due. Because, Brian, you had made this comment earlier, and I I don't think we can have a band reunion after a year of not having one and not talk about the upcoming candidacy of whoever is going to be the general uh, nominee for the Republican party. And you had mentioned it earlier, the bonehead play that Mitch, that uh, Ron DeSantis is doing. And I want, I just want to play a clip from uh, uh, this is Bill Maher show. Ron DeSantis was on Bill Maher the other day. And I just couldn't believe what he said when he said it.
3: Why run against Trump? You're trying to thread this needle that will never happen.
6: Well, for a couple of reasons. You, you One, can't
3: you can't disavow what? him because you that's the base, and yet you're running against him. And that's why I mean, let's face it, Ron, if this if campaign was going well, you wouldn't be on this show.
1: Oh. <laughs> hey
2: I mean, man. Bill I Martin pisses me off, but sometimes when he's right,
0: he's right. I, I like the classic Democrat. I actually like that him and, you know, RFK and people like that speak their mind like that. But honestly, that that's a huge statement. To be honest with you, Ron, I know that Fox News is slurping you and everybody else wants you to be the nominee. That's the establishment. But if your campaign was doing well, you probably wouldn't be on this show. That's huge. So, so the, the best part about
2: it is he went on Bill Maher's show out of desperation to try to appeal to you know a different demographic, and that's how it turned out. Right. So this guy just takes L's everywhere he goes. Yeah,
3: whoever advised Ron DeSantis to run for president in 2024 should be taken behind the shed. And well, I, you guys know where I'm going with that. Proverbially speaking, of course. Shot. You know, Yeah, really speaking, uh, this is the worst. Murdered. This might be the worst decision in the history of politics. I I cannot think, off the top of my head, I cannot think of a worse decision than running against Against Donald Trump Trump Trump. when you literally have a 2022 campaign commercial reading, Make America Great Again to Your Little Kids. Like, what the hell were you thinking, dude? That's That's crazy. crazy.
5: Brian, it was absolutely one of the worst things. And you know, it's funny, because I, I, uh, I, uh, on my show, I, I, I get all these people who just are like, Ron DeSantis is the worst and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I tell him to shut up. Because honestly, you guys live down in Florida, I live in Minnesota, I would take Ron DeSantis as my governor any day of the week. It is the dumbest thing, I think, for people to just act like he's just, you know, this terrible human being, and he's deep state and all this crap. But how I, I you know and, and I've said this too. Just like you're saying, it's like it's the worst political decision of all time. I mean, it's just dumb. And I, I who who told him to do this? Who? And, well, and why, listen, why? Could, you know, and so let's just like I don't give a Trump a pass on all of his uh, you know hires. I'm not going to give you know Desantis a pass on his on his final decision either, because his political suicide hangs on his neck, even though he had idiots advising him, uh, but. It's it's just so dumb, and I I hate it because I honestly think DeSantis was doing such a good job as governor of Florida and could have continued in that role, and the reality is he could have had a shot at national office in some way, shape, or form. Beyond that, if he wanted to, he could have done lots of things, and now he's just – it's it's
4: bad. I I can kind of sympathize with his decision because imagine you're the governor of Florida. Everyone's praising you. They're like, wow, you really rebuilt Florida. You opened it up. You fought for freedoms. And they're telling you, we can give you a hundred million dollars to kick off a campaign. You can really defeat Trump somehow. And they're offering you all these things. And you're just this governor that only came into fame because of your COVID handling. A lot of people would take that.
3: And because he went after Disney.
4: Yeah, and he went after Disney and people thought
0: he's this cultural hero. Well and there's let, vineyard let, thing. What's that, buddy?
2: Oh, in the Martha's Vineyard thing. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah l- and let's Mar- let's really? not
0: give him a complete pass on the COVID instances because there was a lot of video clips of him out there shutting down schools for the safety of the children and everything. I mean there's there's comparisons, I got a comparison video right here between him and uh Christy Noem in South Dakota and how they differed so much in their policies during COVID. So nobody handled COVID perfectly. I mean, no. Florida was obviously one of the modeling states, but they didn't handle it uh, perfectly. But I, I think that the, the sympathy comes from that 40%, I think. And it's a it, that's what wins elections is the 40%, if it's a real election, which obviously us in this room know uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is there's not elections that you can trust in anymore, either locally or nationally. But this is the 40% saying, we want to get back to normal. What they're not realizing... Is that this globalist train is not stopping? Yeah, and it's not going to stop with Ron. It's not going to stop after Ron. Yes, is there going to be life after Trump? There has to be, right? You're not going to just have Trump go for the next two terms, uh, three terms, four terms, whatever, and it'll be him forever. There, ha- you know, there has to be life after Trump. Who is that? I don't know, but there is a contingency in this country that still thinks that this country is run legitimately. Yeah. that Joe Biden is the legitimate president of the United States, that he's not being a marionette puppet. I mean, I would, besides the corruption, which I could never wrap my moral brain around, I would love to be Joe Biden. For 47 plus years, you've had someone telling you where to go, what to do and what to say. That seems like the, somebody writes your speeches, somebody cleans your offices, you get to make the money, get the ba- you know, touch the baby's hair, sniff their chest. Uh, I would not love that and, part. I wouldn't love that part. <laughs> or, well, uh, no. obviously being facetious, People, but you
5: know Biden, what I mean. Biden plagiarized his own speeches. Okay, come on. But
0: but yeah. no, but no one holds <laughs> him accountable for but, it. But he He's didn't surprised. know it. <laughs> yeah, think of think how think how oblivious you have to be to be running for president to be giving a speech of plagiarism, and you don't even know it that the guy who wrote the speech for you was the idiot who gave it to you, and you just said, "Read the end of the quote." Or say the end of the end, or end of quote or whatever it is. End of line. line. Yeah, end of well, line. That's
3: let, a- me, <laughs> let, me, let me jump in real quick and just kind of not correct you, but add some context to something you just said, Marcus. You were talking about DeSantis and the handling of Florida. We were shut down in Florida until June. Hospitality, which is a majority of the industry here in Florida. I mean, we're a tourism state. Uh, and so hospitality was shut, shut down until June. Uh, he gave it to the discretion of the individual counties to to handle it in their own way. They tried to open up in June. it didn't work a week later they shut down again until September. Now the the, the one thing I will say that's unfair and I, and I didn't like that at all by the way. Uh, the one thing I will say that's unfair in comparing DeSantis to Nome is the fact that Florida we have about 24 million people, whereas I think uh, all of South Dakota has as many people as the county that I live in. Uh, so that's really unfair. The other thing is that we're a, a uh, we got a lot of snowbirds from the Northeast and Canada, and we get a lot of people down here that came down uh, when they, when they saw this lockdown starting to come about and everything, they hauled ass down here to Florida because they figure that going through all this, they'd be better off at their winter home than they would be in their summer home. So we actually had a lot of uh, snowbirds down here in the spring and summer, which is kind of unusual for us. And, and so to compare, Uh, you know, Christy Nome, where she has, I think like what, maybe 900,000 people in the whole state, uh, to a state with 28 million people. I think we're up to now, uh, is a little bit unfair. That being said, DeSantis did not handle COVID perfectly as, as, as he likes to pretend that he did.
0: And and, and fair point. Thank you for bringing that up. And Nick, I want to come to you just in a second, but I do want to say that I don't think the, 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 hero worship that we have going on in the GOP was, I think, exacerbated by Obama's presidency because everybody wanted that one person to carry the torch, and that's what they had during that time. So Trump comes in, blows everything up, so we've got this person that we can get behind. But there is never going to be a perfect candidate, right? Even Trump Trump makes mistakes. Everybody's going to make mistakes in a four-year period, whether it's pointed out every day at nauseum by the mainstream media or not. Somebody will make a mistake along the way and do something that somebody doesn't agree with. They're not going to be perfect along the way. But at the same time, I don't think that there's... I I, I don't like it when people campaign off of what they want people to perceive them as, as opposed to, I mean, that's politics, right? But at the same time, there are things in, in Florida that went down, like you said, during those shutdown periods that he's not even talking about, that all of a sudden now it's becoming, well, my record on COVID was impervious and Trump's was awful. Trump was facing a massive landslide of media pressure, Democratic pressure to get ventilators out, to push Remdesivir. He had Fauci out there. I mean, that whole scenario was a political nightmare for anybody in that seat. And he said, listen, I never forced anybody and I gave the governor's personal you know, accountability or personal preference over their states and what they can do, which is the way a, a federal agent should be disseminating uh, the privilege of the of the executive offices anyway nick i want i want to come to you and see what you had to say after what brian just said
2: well it was just to kind of add to uh what brian was saying I, I, there was a point that i was thinking that he was going to make that he didn't but there was um in ron DeSantis's defense there is a lot of senior citizens here in florida as well so his, his covid response was uh had to factor that into account as well. Like I think Florida is the number two state for people over 65. Uh, so the dynamics here versus South Dakota are very different. And uh, he had to factor that
0: into the equation. But So, then, so but- then let's move forward. What happens in the primary? Because I don't know. Uh, these local elections, obviously Iowa has their caucus in the room where they all hash it out and, and take out a, a nominee right there. But what because ha- they use a lot of machines in these primary votes around the country? Do, do they allow Trump to become the general nominee? Because clearly the, the polls are saying he is in a, in a massive lead. I don't really love polls in general, but it's a very overwhelming lead across the board as we see it right now. Anybody have any thoughts on where we're headed in this primary?
5: Trump will be the nominee. Yeah. If I. Trump-
3: If he is not the nominee, then that clearly means that the establishment is trying to invoke some sort of a a civil uprising because that's the only result that comes about if Trump is not the nominee.
4: Yeah. Me and Brian, we're ready. Right, Brian? You have the guns?
3: I thought you had to shoot even yeah. though you took my target and per- per- pretended it was your own kind of like your V for Vendetta story I, I, right there.
4: How would you expose me like that? I,
3: I have know. already exposed you for that, but his, he went on his own podcast after I taught him how to shoot and was like, look what I did. And I'm like, yeah, man, I still, okay, remember." Okay, that okay, well, I shot again and it, it was more
4: accurate.
2: I, I did teach you. Well.
4: you did. I, well, I learned well,
2: there you go. I, I want to weigh in on this question. I, I think, my my opinion is that obviously Trump will be the uh, Republican nominee, but I think we'd be so naive. We'd be we'd be ne- ne- neglecting everything that we know about elections if we didn't acknowledge the fact that there's no way Trump can win in a general election. There's no way that the deep state would allow that.
0: That's After what, what they did,
2: Joe Biden, what's
3: that? That's why we got to have Joe Biden as the nominee. Cause there's no possible way that Joe Biden would beat Trump.
4: I, I, well, what do you, you, know, you didn't beat him in any other election. But, thank you.
3: Uh, agreed. I, I, agreed. But he didn't have a 35% approval rating in 2020.
2: And I think that what we're doing is we're being naive because CNN is showing polls with Trump ahead of Biden in a general election, a national poll, you know, we're not just talking about Republicans. So, what What is going on here? What is the plan? Because there's a, either somebody else is going to step up to the plate and be the Democrat nominee. They're going to shove Joe Biden out of the way, and Michelle Obama is going to step in. Uh, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen because they're Dude. setting us up. They're telling us that Trump can beat Joe Biden in a general election despite being indicted 91 times. So I feel like there's something – we're being set up for and we don't know what it is yet.
4: So Trump can beat Biden in a general election, but he can't beat Big Mike. He can't I maybe that's the point. Maybe he can't he can't beat Michelle, right? I don't know. Brian, you're shaking your head.
3: I, I she doesn't have any experience, guys. She has no platform to run on. She has no experience. She's really I mean, she's likable among Democrats, but that's it. That's it. She her her, her, her husband's, husband's running his third term right now. Right. She's not likable among moderates. I I think there's way too much baggage in that closet in in those pants. Does
4: it have to make sense, or is it just about Trump can beat Biden, but he can't beat Michelle Obama? Because what we're doing is trying to apply common sense to a completely irrational situation. Yeah, The problem we have is Trump is going to win in 2024. The problem we have is Trump won't be or may not be in the White House in 2025. So this is the annoying thing. We all know Donald Trump has gotten more popular with each indictment. We all know, we know people around us that are saying, I didn't vote for him in 2020, but I'm going to vote for him in 2024, which is exactly what they said in 2020. I didn't vote for him in 2016, but I'm going to vote for him in 2020. And he gained new votes. He had an extreme amount of support back then in 2020 and is gonna have even more support. There's zero chance, zero doubt. If Donald Trump does not legitimately win the election, I'm chopping off my balls and I'm doing a Bruce Jenner. I'm becoming a woman. So that's (laughs) how 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 much I believe Donald Trump will win in a legitimate election. So the question is, how do we stop them from having another election rig?
3: My question is, what's the flip side to that vote of you cutting off your nuts?
4: Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it because. What do I have to put up? What do I have to put up? <laughs> I'm gonna win, so I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not cutting my nuts off. That's
3: like Tucker Carlson saying, "I put up my main fishing camp." That it's not Trump v. Biden in 2024, and it's like. I'd bet that, but wait, what do I have as an equivalent to put up as, you know, as- as, You're trying to bet
4: against me that Trump would lose in a legitimate election? All right. No, 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 no,
3: no, no. I would just do that, like, betting a dollar on the 99 to 1 long shot that you know is not going to win, but just in case, like, every other horse Mm -hmm. has a heart attack because they got the COVID shot, uh, I'm going to put a dollar on them. Like, that going to.
4: I'll I'll bet you're on-air sign.
3: Against you cutting off your nuts? All day. Done.
0: Done. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Done.
2: Done. <laughs> you see what so, that sign that bad I'll, I'll it's buy it's
4: you one it unfortunate that we're sitting here knowing Yeah, we're going to win <laughs> We don't know if we'll actually go through with it It's so unfortunate okay. There's no accountability in all these states so, I, I'll go on YouTube and I'll watch You know, a channel like Red Eagle Politics Hello everybody, welcome back to Trump will win by 50 points And I'm sitting here like, dude, are you factoring In election fraud? Every Every poll Has to have a margin of election fraud By default because there has to be that margin, and it's just sad that we know he's going to win, but like you're you're going to say, Nick, it's going to be rigged.
2: Black pilled Cedar, take it.
5: Okay. Am but, I being
2: black pilled though? Well, I'm black pilled, but I'm just black. So you got boy, you winter. got Act seventy seven in Pennsylvania. You got Prop two in Michigan. You got yep. a liberal Supreme Court in Wisconsin. Like nothing's gotten better. Nothing's changed. Well, and what and do you think? Tried-
4: about, what do you think about the latest lawsuit from like ten Michigan Republicans? trying to essentially overturn Act 2 via federal court. I mean, they're saying that when Act 2 was proposed as amendments by the Secretary of State and Administrator of Elections, it was actually in violation of the, uh, the Constitution saying that the state legislature gets to decide how elections are run. If that were overturned, do you think Michigan is in play? That, that's the point though, George.
5: See, this is what this is what I, I really want to bring to the table. So I was going to bring up that lawsuit. I'm curious where things are at in other states as far as getting people off the voter rolls. We know that the voter rolls are key to this, right? We know why they stopped the count. That's why I loved watching uh, the other night uh, um, uh, Ken Paxton on Tucker laid this all out, just everything we know, okay? Uh, in terms of voter rolls, stopping the count, and where they got the votes, and why they had to do it, and everything. Everything that we know to be true. Okay, but here's the point. So, George, they get this overturned in federal court. Let's just say, let's let's play this scenario out. You have Whitmer, Benson, Nestle. Are they going to abide by that law? I would hope so.
2: Well, Jocelyn Benson.
5: Hey, we're not on hope here, man. Okay, are they going to abide by that law? I'll I'll give you some
0: evidence, Neil, on how I know they won't.
5: Question: What is the repercussion if they don't? Because remember, last election we were told that before the election you have what? No harm. After the election, you had what?
0: No standing. No standing.
5: Okay, so are, are we going back to the same thing again? I mean,
0: this is the great concern. I'll tell you, I'll give you some actual hard evidence. It's not Michigan. It's actually in Wisconsin. And that is the uh, Republican led Senate voted out a non-elected member, excuse me, in Megan Wolf, who runs the WEC over there. And she went on on a Friday and she went on the news on a Monday and said, I'm squatting. I ain't leaving this office. And you can blame Republicans for that. How how for, in the world – they're, they're trying to go through articles of impeachment for her now. Yeah. Impeaching what? She was not voted in. She is not the rightful holder of that office. She is an administrator to an office, which is put in place by people who vote for these people to go into office, not even voted for themselves by the public. And she's saying, I'm not leaving, and they're now doing a political process for somebody who doesn't deserve one?
4: Uh, they're Martin, squatting.
0: You can blame the Republican
4: Supreme Court for that. In, in recent years. So there was a situation where the new governor, Tom Wolf is that his name? Tom Evers? Whichever one it is. So he was trying to appoint someone to a position. The Republican said, told the guy, don't leave. Just because your term has expired doesn't create a vacancy. So they go to the Wisconsin Supreme Court and they agree that if someone's term is over, it doesn't create a vacancy until a, a new person is put in and approved. And unless WEC comes in and approves a new name to be the admit, election administrator, Megan Wolf can actually just say, I, I'm sitting here and doing nothing because the Republican Wisconsin Supreme Court made a stupid decision to try to keep a pointless, probably a rhino in his position. So very unfortunate that the Republicans are sabotaging ourselves. They should have had a little bit of hindsight, like, ah, how could this be used against us
0: in the future? Well, she's not going to be sitting there doing nothing. I mean, she's to, she's one of the most consequential people that runs the election system in one of the most consequential states in the country. And I think that's where it comes down to. Uh, you were saying, how is he going to lose a general election? He's not going to. He gained 11 million voice votes in the last one, which, if any president before him gained at least a million votes, they were winners, yeah. especially in Bell counties, in which he won 18 and 19. What's that, Neil?
5: Joe got 81 million. You're you're not factoring that in. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah.
0: I forgot about that. Damn. <laughs> I forgot he got way he got way more than Hillary in almost no counties except for the ones that he actually needed, and that and that's the point, right? Tyler Boyer, who's been all over this in Arizona, I, I actually I love what he does. He he's on Charlie Kirk's show every once in a while. Uh, he has been saying this is a game of math at this point. It's mm-hmm. a local game of math with specific counties in specific states for the presidency, and you don't need Nebraska, you don't need Idaho. You need a certain amount of counties in Arizona, Michigan, Georgia, North Carolina, which they're going after, potentially Virginia, and all these others. And it's maybe, I don't know the exact number, but I'll say, what, 20, 30 counties at the most, that Mm -hmm. if you get those counties, you're going to win the state. That's why they went after Brown, Kenosha, Racine, Green Bay, the big five in in Wisconsin, because if you get those, it's over. So this is a game of... If he can win, then if he or if he can't win, it's only because a the system's rigged, but b they have to go after specific counties, and it's a game of numbers. Which Tiana F. Johnson, you know, of the CEIR, is is uh, going to be playing a heavy role in that uh, in that feature again in this next election, in my opinion. Anyway, that's my rant. Trust the plan. <laughs> Cue the plan. <laughs> Trust the plan. What you guys, plan man. This was. Should we? I don't want to publicly do this because every time I say, "Hey guys, we need to do this again," and you'll say, "Yeah, let's do it in two weeks or a month," it never ends up happening. But I want to keep doing this because I think this is not only good for our souls, but for the people out there. I love that we're now able to multiple broadcasts on Brian George's and Nick's channels. I mean, it's just a su- super wide reach. Up yours, man. You're not live. What's that?
4: Your channel's
0: not live. No, because the 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 package that I have on StreamYard only allows me to to run three channels simultaneously. Because I have the middle package, I don't have the expensive one. But Brian's, I think, has the he has the expensive one. Of course, that's a that's a gateway plan that he's got going on over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you see my little icon, man.
3: Uh, I'm just going to throw this out here now. Like, I I think this should be um, at least a bi weekly thing. Um, Every other week, the band reunion podcast or the band podcast, but just me throwing that out there. If you guys feel the same way in the chat, go ahead and maybe throw up a one for yes and a two for no. I like that. I like that. I, I can't I, I'm we getting straight ones, ladies and gentlemen. I'm confirming me? with yeah. one
0: or with one, with yes myself. But um, yeah, I, think- I, I
2: can do this uh, Tuesday or maybe even a Thursday. So if you guys want to lock it in, let's
0: do it. Thursdays aren't good for me. Tuesdays are great. Neil or George, do you have any, publicly, can you confirm, do you have any uh, qualms or issues with,
5: with uh, Tuesdays? Problems with Tuesday, you know, uh, uh, at all. You know, it is still October, gentlemen. I will be out in the woods a bit. So, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, it's, it's the nature of the beast. I got to take my kids hunting in South Dakota, North Dakota, and I got to make it back to Montana, kill my elk, but um, yeah. it's... But you know, even if I'm on on a trip, I, I would be uh, yeah, unless I'm way back in the, the the far reaches of the wilderness. I can uh, I can get to uh, cell service, and I would be happy to do a band reunion. I, I you know I, I miss you guys. I, I really do. Yeah. I mean I'm not, not
2: Um, we'll replace you with Julie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, know. right. Can't get a hold of Julie. She's big time, big big time. Oh, yeah, I know.
5: I'm an Indian here, man. Guess um, publicly, to you guys. Okay, so especially to, to Nick, Brian, and George, um, you know, there was Emily, Melissa, and another gal who connected me to Nick and Brian uh, back when I had maybe 1,500 subscribers, and you guys took me in on your show. Ah, uh, the happiness, man. Let's get this over with. You got to go to sleep, bro. And George, then I went on your show. And I, I just I wouldn't even have a channel of this magnitude if it wasn't for you guys. And then I pressured Marcus into starting a channel. Uh, you know, uh, so did I. For good, yes, for good. Friend. And look, I mean, it's just so I'm just saying that this this uh, this whole thing, I, I just feel a strong. I, I do. I feel you know, and it's funny because you guys see this too. I mean, I get, I see these comments like. You know, and and everybody—it's I, I, so weird to me that people try to pick favorites among us, or like they're like, "Well, Nick, Nick's not on YouTube. I saw this Nick. You're not even gonna believe this. Oh, Nick's not on YouTube. He left us." I'm like,
4: "Freaking, he got
2: hey, kicked Ray. off. How dare you <laughs> leave?" I, me? Hey, I tried to come back at least thirty times. If that makes you feel any better,
5: <laughs> yeah. I know, but I so, End up, uh, you know, you know, sticking up for you guys because I just uh, I think you're the best. I really do. And I, uh, I, Amen. I
0: second that. I second that. Anybody got any?
4: I I, am. You're a black dad just abandoning your children on YouTube, man. What's going on with you? Well, Tuesday works for me as well, unless Neil and I are elk hunting in the mountains of Colorado next year. Are,
0: Are you the new speaker, George? You got that mallet? Is that? Are you the new speaker?
4: Nancy, get out, ho. Boom.
2: Black Carlson.
3: Black, Patrick Blacker Henry girl. that shit. Patrick McHenry that shit.
2: Boom. boom.
3: Not Patrick Henry. We don't want to go there. Um, I
5: wonder if he kicked Nancy out. Nancy, boom, you're out.
4: <laughs> so, Neil, don't incite violence against her boobs. Don't threaten me <laughs> with a good time.
0: <laughs> no a good time, man. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, that... yeah. All right, gentlemen. Yeah. Let yeah, you know. that's, a, that's a good note to end on. Nancy's, Nancy's boobs. boobs. <laughs> Gavel hey, us out, George. Y- you guys are the best. I miss you so much. Let's keep it going. I think Tuesday every two weeks is good, but let's let's confirm off the air, all right? Hey, yep. Anybody got any final words? Keep it real. Fa- trust the plan. Where we go, when we go, all what?
3: I'm going to watch Ahsoka season finale tonight. There you go.
0: I'm going all to right? watch V for
2: Vendetta because uh, George put me on to it. Yeah, as, I <laughs> put, <laughs> put
0: Brian on it as well. Watch it. All right. I'm going to kiss my babies. Everybody, thank you for tuning. By the way, just
3: real quick, that V for Vendetta, like, go back and watch it right now. Like, there is so much
0: shit in that movie that if you watch it, you're just like, holy bleep, we're going through this right now. Okay, there we go. I'm going to have to watch it again. I haven't seen it for a while. All right, guys. Good to see you. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Peace.